<laughs> Pot of gold. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Ramble by the River. I'm your host, Jeff Nesbitt. Today is Wednesday, September 15th, 2021. And we've got a great show for you today. Boy, I don't know about where you guys are, but fall has begun. Walked out this morning, first thing that happened, spiderweb to the face. Ugh, all wet, the spiderweb just like covered with dew. Like something that would make a really nice artistic photograph. Little water droplets dripping off of a spiderweb. But not something you want in your face at 4 a.m. So that just happened. I shook it off, literally and figuratively. I wasn't gonna let that throw a wet blanket on my mood, you know? I actually woke up feeling pretty good today. I got real sleep last night. By real sleep, I mean, I think I actually got into deep sleep. I had dreams. I slept for longer than an hour at a time. It was good. We have been trying to get our three-year-old out of our bed. And anyone who's done that knows it's not that easy. They really want to stay in the bed. So I've been sleeping on the couch. Sometimes next to her, she's on. We have like a sectional, and she takes one section. I'll take the other section. But yeah, it's it's not that bad. But it's a short. It's short. So I, my legs hang over the edge of the couch. It's not great. But last night, you know, it actually was fine. I ended up switching to the bed halfway through the night, and I got some actual sleep. So, things are good. I got some pretty terrible news yesterday that Norm McDonald passed away. That was horrible. I didn't even realize he was sick. So sad. Norm McDonald is one of my favorite comedians from the last 30 years. He's just so funny and it's just a shame. I used to watch his movie Dirty Work with Artie Lang. Not, not a very popular movie. I don't know why it didn't do well. I thought it was hilarious. It also had Shooter McGavin in it. I don't know what that guy's real name is. Nobody does. But he'll always be Shooter McGavin to me. But anyway, Dirty Work was a classic. I really love that film. And I'm so sad to see Norm MacDonald go. It's weird that... I don't know, it's weird when you hear about somebody passing who's famous and nobody really knew he was sick so it kind of caught everybody off guard but I don't know pray for his family I hope I hope they're okay it's a tragedy and rest in peace Norm Macdonald you were one of the greats but yeah I woke up feeling good thought I'd get out here and record this intro so I could put up this episode you know at a reasonable time and yeah, bam, hit in the face with a spider web. No good, no good. Spider season, that's what we call it out here. At least that's what I call it. Chinook tends to have really gross, big spiders. I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure if that's just, you know, a myth that we all reinforce because the ones of us who live out here in Chinook find these big ass spiders and you know post pictures of them online. But it's gross, they're scary, I don't like them. A couple weeks ago when I was running Hood to Coast. Hood to Coast, the big relay. Halfway through the race, you have to stop and wait for the other van. So the best plan there is to find a place and get some sleep. 
So the place we stopped is basically a giant field out in the middle of nowhere. There's vehicles everywhere, hundreds of vans in and out, and kind of dispersed amongst the cars are just all these people asleep in sleeping bags. Terrifying. I couldn't imagine doing that. A lot of people did it, but I just, I don't know. At that point, you're so exhausted, it feels like you could just sleep anywhere. And that's what I thought until we got there, and I was just like, I cannot sleep on the fucking ground where a car could just run me over in the dark. It's not not a wise move. I could just, I, uh, I just wasn't going to do that. So I was like, all right, I got to find a better option. So I'm scouting. I'm looking around, trying to find a better place to sleep. Something like behind a tree or a fence where there's some kind of protection I'm, where I'm not going to get ran over. I didn't want that. And the last time I ran Hood to Coast, some people did get ran over. So it's not an unreasonable fear. In fact, it was I was there when it happened. I didn't see it happen, but I was laying on the ground in a sleeping bag in a similar situation, just a little ways away from where the accident occurred. And all of a sudden, we hear all these people freaking out. And apparently what happened is somebody got a little crazy, decided, I'm going to take the old honey bucket truck for a spin. And they crawled up in the honey bucket truck, the shit pumper truck, while it was sitting there idling, while the person who was driving it was probably pumping a shitter. And they drove, and they ran over a couple people. So after that, I decided I don't want to sleep on the fucking ground. Not around the vehicles. Dangerous. Seems dangerous. I just, I won't have it. The Hood to Coast organization pays farmers for us to sleep in their fields, park in their fields, that kind of stuff. I think they give them money. So I'm like, all right, this guy was paid, or woman, whoever owns this farm, they were paid. I'm going to go find a better place to sleep. And we only get to sleep a couple hours anyway, like maybe two or three hours. It was four in the morning. How do you get up at six? Yeah, two hours. So I'm looking around, and towards the edge of the parking lot, I see a fence. So I go towards it. And it's pretty close to where we were parked. When I get there, I notice it's a complete circular fence. It's just a circle of fencing. And I'm like, oh, it's one of those horse corrals where they, like, do the horse training. I don't know horse stuff, but they, like... You know, run it in a circle, and it bucks around, and they're trying to break the horse, I think. I don't know. I'm basing this all off a little house on the prairie. But it was one of those. And I'm like, all right, this is going to work. And you could see a little bit from the moon. It was it was not completely pitch black. I was like over underneath the shade of a beautiful pine tree. So I lay out my sleeping bag, and... I'm like, ooh, this ground's nice and soft. This is perfect. I'm laying on a bed of pine cones. And it, it feels weird to sleep directly on the dirty ground. I had one of those little ultralight blow-up pads. They're like one inch thick. They're really helpful, but you're pretty much still on the ground. And so, like, I had my phone sitting next to my head on the ground on what I assumed was a giant pile of pine cones. As I was falling asleep, I remember reaching for it and, like, picking up pine cones and chucking them because that, like, oh, that's not my phone. But I fall right to sleep. Four in the morning, got to get up at six. There's people everywhere and, you know, it just doesn't matter. I'm so tired, so I just fall right asleep. 
I wake up to a little, just a, you know, just a wet little tickle just across my neck and then up my cheek. And in my half-awake stupor, I'm like, huh, that's a weird feeling. Kind of feels like a bug. And then that kind of woke me up. And I was like, oh, shit, it probably is a bug. I am sleeping on the ground. And so I smacked it and um, felt a little pinch. I was like, fuck, that kind of hurt. Oh, well, it's probably just a piece of grass bending in the wind, tickling my face. No big deal. I won't worry about it. I'm just going to try to get some more sleep. So I close my eyes and kind of drift off again for another 5-10 minutes. And then it, I realize it's, it's about time to get up. So I get, get up and look down at my pillow. And what I see is slightly concerning. It's about half of a spider. Uh, one of those mean, nasty looking ones with kind of like the jacked, hairy legs. Not the kind of spider you want on your face. And it was smushed. So that only like the face and the fangs and three of the legs and the rest of it was just like smushed on my pillow. So I was like, oh shit, that certainly was not a piece of grass bending in the wind. That was a spider coming up to my eyeball probably to take a drink or bite me in the eye. Who knows? But that little pinch I felt at the corner of my eye was that little motherfucker biting me. He bit me in the face. Right as I'm smacking him off. So I had a little tiny red bump right at the corner of my right eye. And so then I looked around for my phone and realized this lovely bed of pine cones that I had been slumbering on was actually a giant pile of horse shit. I wasn't even that disappointed. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Horse shit is the least disgusting of the shits. Humans the worst. You all know that. God, I hate walking through human shit. That's the worst. Pretty frequently when I need to pull over and pee. And 101 is a very popular road for travelers. So you start to realize there's a lot of people pulling over. Not just to pee, but also to poop. So many of the places that are the best pull over and pee spots are like short little trails with a pull off right there. And you'll just see the trails just dotted with little piles of wet toilet paper. And you realize really quickly, like, oh my god, I'm in a minefield of human shit. I don't like spiders, man. Never have. And I know a lot of people don't like them. And a lot of people are little bitches about it. Jeff Hilton. But I'm not. I actually bought a special gun that shoots salt crystals. Like regular table salt. I don't put regular table salt in it. I'm a little fancier than that. I bought the high-performance salt from the company. And it just, it's basically like a little, um, what's that? Blunderbuss. Yeah, the blunderbuss. It's a little blunderbuss that shoots a little handful of salt. If you can imagine, like, a, a very small, thin man that I just hold in my arms, and I carry him around, and I find a spider, and he goes, Hachisha! and he'll nail you with a handful of salt in the face. The spider, or whatever I shoot, I could shoot a human with it. My my son shot my nephew point blank range in the face, just to see what would happen. And I'll tell you this: he's been spider free ever since. So maybe it worked. I don't know. 
But anyway, I call it the, uh, the assault rifle. Get it? Because it's assault rifle. That's probably what it's called. I don't know. doesn't matter. You don't care. They're not sponsoring us anyway. Nobody is. In fact, Ramble by the River is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. If you're interested in making a contribution, go to patreon.com slash ramblebytheriver and sign up for a subscription. There's three different options, and each one will get you different levels of bonus content. If you want to just make a regular one-time donation, you can do that too through PayPal at ramblebytheriver.com, and it'll walk you through that. So you don't have to do any of that. The show will still be free on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. But if you like it and you want it to keep going and you want to be a part of that by making a contribution, I'll take your money. And thank you for it. You can find Ramble by the River on Twitter at Ramble River Pod, on Instagram and Facebook at Ramble by the River. And you can find a lot of these links and more information both in the show notes for this episode and at RambleByTheRiver.com. Thank you so much for being a listener. I really appreciate it. Special shout out to Diana Kirk and PM Shank, our newest Patreon subscribers, both previous guests on Ramble by the River. So thank you guys so much for being a part of the Ram fam. So today is the first day of National Hispanic Heritage Month. And I shit you not, this was a complete coincidence. Today, my guest is Cindy Guzman, who is a person of Hispanic heritage. Not only that, but we spent pretty much the entire two hours talking about that. So this is really just a serendipitous coincidence, and I haven't put out an episode on a Wednesday for a very long time, like months. So yeah, the fact that I had this one done a little early and I was ready to put it out just kind of fell into place. And then I went online just kind of looking for current events and stuff to talk about in the intro. And see that today is the first day of Hispanic Heritage Month. So I just think this is perfect. Cindy Guzman is a friend of mine from high school. You guys heard a little clip of this interview already in last week's episode. But yeah, this is the whole shebang. And we talk about what it's like to be a parent, what it's like to be a person of Hispanic heritage, and what it's like to live in the Pacific Northwest. Cindy recounts memories of her youth, of growing up here in the Pacific Northwest, and then being uprooted and moved to a small Mexican town in her junior year of high school for cultural exposure. And she talks about that and some of the impacts and things that helped her realize about herself. It's a pretty good podcast, so I hope you enjoy it. Cindy has some great tips about how to live your life in a way that creates perspective. She's done it herself. I think she learned it from her mom, and you'll hear about that in the episode, but it's good. She cares about other people, and she genuinely wants better for the world. I hope you enjoy this interview. So without further ado, please welcome Cindy Guzman. I could really use a change of scenery. Yeah. Everybody's smoking all the greenery. Yeah. Close the match because they were handed down to me. But I'm still fly. I'm still fly. I know. I'm still fly. I'm still fly. Let's go. It could all be worse. I could be a hater like you. Poison's gonna kill you from the inside out. So right now, say it with your chest now. Say it with your chest now. I'm young. 
excited for this. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't know. I just, there's lately just been a lot of things on my mind and all that good stuff. So, I bet. Yeah. Being a parent. Parent. Makes things now on your mind feel very important. Yes, and everything that's going on here and there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. How many kids do you have now? I got four. <laughs> and That's two dogs. A That's a lot, kids. That a lot of kids. There's a lot of mouths to feed. It is, but <sighs> we've made it. We've made it. We've yeah. been good. We've been good. we've been doing good. You know, it's it's these doors you have to open up mm -hmm. for yourself. Like What do you mean exactly? Um you could stay in, in the stigma, you could stay in the label that you are prone to. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> but you, you, you're the one. It takes only you to break down all of those barriers. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, I like where you're going. Yeah. Um, you mean, like, on, you know, on a personal level, the story that you've been telling yourself for however long that creates who you are mm -hmm. to yourself? Like, Oh, I have. There's a lot of stories that I could have stayed stuck. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't me. It wasn't for me. It really, I looked at it as a, wait, why am I in this position? I don't, I can work. I can move you know i measure myself by years mm -hmm. you know i'm not in the same spot as i was last year as i am today yeah i wasn't the same person two years ago three years ago i mean i'm coming up like that's the way to do it <laughs> yeah yeah paying so, attention and and noticing the small differences yeah and yeah just making it happen yeah so that way my kids don't have to and mm -hmm. it's rewarding because I enjoy myself more. Mm -hmm. I enjoy what's around me more. There's more clarity and everybody sees it and it just happens. It just, it's a good, it's a good start. Yeah. And right on. Yeah. Just before we get too deep into it, I want to make sure all the audio is sounding good. So I'm going to put on the headphones for a second. Okay, you're good. Check the camera. Oh yeah, let me, I think mine is off. So I think we're, we're good. Just got a new chair. Pretty, Did you? I bet it's nice. It. Yeah, it's, this is the first podcast I've done in it, so we'll see. Oh. <laughs> Already I'm hearing, like, new little clicks that I don't oh. remember. <laughs> I wonder if people who have heard all the episodes will recognize new sounds. <laughs> like, this wall makes a bump noise that I hear every time I'm editing. It's oh. like the metal getting warmer. warmer. And going, oh, I see what you mean. Um, and just little stuff like that that <laughs> you don't even know that you know, but you, like, memorize the soundscape of your podcast. Yeah, you notice it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so you asked to come on the show a while back now yes, we've had busy schedules and had to you know make it work but yeah. i was happy because it just shows me that people are actually interested in sharing you know i it's interesting that you say that because it all comes down to being just ask mm -hmm. don't be intimidated just do it ask you know yeah. if you don't don't live Oh, I wish I would have done that. Or, you know, don't live by that method because that's not going to get you anywhere. That's you... the first thing everyone says, old <laughs> yeah. people. And they're like, yeah. oh, it's always like, oh, I wish I would have gone for that thing I wanted so bad that it, or actually a lot of people say, I wish I would have spent more time with my family. Yeah. And this yeah. certainly isn't giving me that. But, um, you know, <laughs> I tell my kids all. that all the time. I'm like, you know, all you have to do is just ask. The worst I can say is no. Does the house blow up? <laughs> Does anything happen? I mean, I might say yes, and it might sound good at that time. So yeah. say, you know, it works. It, you really have to take in what you say, especially with kids. Take your own advice because it really, you, you're monkey see, monkey do. You mo you're modeling it. So Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Taking chances is hard at any age. <laughs> yes. And I think that that no hurts worse yeah. for some people. Like, yeah. 
I do not like rejection. I mean, that's a redundant thing to say. Nobody likes rejection. Yeah. But I hate it so much that I will actively avoid things where it's even a possibility. Yeah. So, like, I didn't date till I was, like, almost done with high school. Yeah. I didn't, like, I only applied to one college. I just picked where I wanted to go, and I would apply there. Just, like, not going to risk it. And I didn't even really realize that that was why. It's interesting that you say that. That's, that's true. It a lot of people why. just avoid rejection yeah. all in general. Yeah. And it's just, like. It's the ego. Yes. Protecting itself. Oh, yes. That old ego. Yeah. Come, it comes and sneaks up on you. And, you know, it's it's interesting, you know, because coming from both worlds, it's that's the number one problem I have with my husband. He always yeah. tells me that. I feel like I'm going to get rejected. I'm like, what are you talking about? Let, let's have a little positive talk here, you know. Yeah. You've come so far. you got to believe in yourself. If you are putting the work in, you got to also follow through. You can't just yep. not do it or because you're scared. Yeah. Fear conquers and fear, you know, is, is, is look at our world right now. <laughs> yeah. Fear-based decisions are, are pretty much only good when it's in a survival yeah, situation. Absolutely. That's what fear is for, yeah. to keep you alive. But and when you're just fearing discomfort, you got to just push through. Yep. And you miss out on a lot of opportunities. And I tell my husband that. He's like, well, maybe you are right. I'm like, I know I'm right. Listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking so. of your husband, he, he helped us put in the cabinets in there. Yes. Man, he did a nice job. He, he did it so fast. Yeah. I don't know how he was able to do that. He's a talented man. And, and I'm very blessed that he... He's just an amazing man, and he just does everything. Poor, our poor house, he has so many projects started. I bet. <laughs> Never gets done. But you know what? They're there. When he has the time, he'll get to it. I know he will. So. I imagine <laughs> when you're a contractor, the last thing you want to do is yeah. go home and work on your house. Absolutely. And and when he does, it really, he just gives it as 100%, whether it's a big job or a little job. He mm -hmm. takes integrity. He takes it. I can tell. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, he came up to me he's like hey I just wanted to let you know that there was some damage on these already because oh, um, he was like worried that we were gonna think he did that um, <laughs> it was clear that he has a like he has a high standard for his work I was like oh no man we bought these 35% off they all had damage <laughs> like that was all there before he's a funny guy he's you know he's really he's just amazing like coming from from literally nothing and making it how'd you two meet you know, it's a very fun, you know, now that you mention it, it, it kind of just, it's a awe, you know, through Caesar. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, Caesar. so I just found out about Caesar yesterday. I have no idea what happened. Um, do you know what happened? He was just really sick. And a couple, you know, a couple months ago, he had a surgery, and it was just taking him a hard time to recover. He was doing good, so... Um, I, we spoke to his parents, and he was battling a lot of stuff at the same time, and his body was just kind of done. So, I mean, it, through Caesar, and I always called him our Cupid because he would, he knew <laughs> who to match. <laughs> and uh, it was at a soccer game, mm -hmm. and when they had the league in Warrington, this was many years ago, and my husband was young, right now he's and I'm telling you, well, you're pretty old now, you know, but um, he was there and, you know, it all started as a friendship and I didn't, I didn't touch base with him for a good six years or so after and after, we, you know, we met and stuff. So it was just, it happened. I was living in Beaverton at the time and he was still here 
And we connected and it blossomed and here we are today. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's crazy how things work out. And Caesar was the one who always, oh, you should talk to him. He's, I know he's a good guy, but you know, I'm not ready for that yet. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not ready for, for that commitment yet. And, you know, I'm glad I listened to him. So I, if that I, Caesar was in my life for a purpose and a reason. And I feel like he, he did his job with me and I, you know, we have always been close We've always had his family, his mom, his dad, my mom, um, my sisters. We've always had an amazing unity. That's He was such a nice guy. Like, I haven't talked to him since high school. But, um, yeah, I've actually talked about him on this show. Oh, have you? Yeah, in sixth grade, the, when I had a bathroom accident at camp, he stuck up, stuck up for me and told everybody to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I love him. Uh, yeah, he was the best. I, I seriously, ever since then, love that guy. He's he's the big brother. Mm-hmm. He was a nurturer. He was very noble to anybody, very loyal. And no one, no one, no one, no one, no one has ever had our backs like he has. And it's what crazy because yeah, he he will be missed. You know, the last conversation when I was a couple weeks ago, and he always checked in with us. Hey, how are you guys doing? Oh, we're good. You know, just trying to survive this whole entire thing and you know oh how are the kids and that was his always number one question because for some reason like he took the the role as do you caesar like i'm your guys's uncle yeah you are you know and and you know they always talk to our kids and mm-hmm. he's always been involved all his family has always been involved with us so i mean were you guys family friends or family or, friends i so met your parents knew, yeah, knew each other okay they did um when my husband came from mexico his family, Caesar's family, took him in as one of his own and gave him hospitality. Cool. So the, uh, from the beginning, like, this family has always been... He must have really great parents. Oh, exactly. I always, you know, I remind her, his mom all the time, especially right now when she needs the encouragement, mm-hmm. that, you know, Caesar has the best parents. He had the best parents because, you know, it's still, it's really hard to accept and really hard to understand why but you know i think we're at peace now because it took us a couple days to kind of let our emotions out and and come to terms but now you know we we look at all the beautiful things he has left in everybody's lives because yeah he lives in our memories yeah um while we're on the topic let's shout out that um gofundme oh Um, absolutely um it's on your page right it is on my page if anybody you know can Please, please, please help Caesar's family pay, I believe it's like hospital bills and stuff. So obviously, you know, every little dime, every little, you know, counts, especially down there. And his family needs all the love, the encouragement. Hey, guys, it's Jeff here. I just wanted to let you know that there is a link to that GoFundMe page in the show notes. So go ahead and head on over there if you feel generous and you feel like helping out Caesar's family with hospital bills and funeral costs and things like that. I know they could use the help and it would be much appreciated. Thank you. Um, But yeah, so go to the show notes and find that link on the GoFundMe and help contribute for funeral costs and stuff for our old friend Caesar. He's a a little angel. I mean, I I still remember all the stuff that he's goofy stuff. He was funny. (laughs) Funny as hell. Like he... He was a good one. Too. <laughs> I don't remember a single negative memory of Caesar ever. I can't think of anybody he had beef with or anything like no. that. 
He just was just a nice guy. He was just our, our jolly old Caesar, big brother Caesar. <laughs> yeah. It seems like the Hispanic population at Iwako was always really tight. Yeah. Yes. Is is that just be like because that's how humans are? We tend to group up with people who are the most like us, or or is that intentional? Do you guys watch out for each other? You know, yes, all of that and, and above. Um, I think we just this is all we have. It mm-hmm. was just uh, you know that group. It was it. You know, going to a big city, you see more, you know, more diverse, more, you know, more people, but... More everything. Yeah. You, and it's always interesting to see how accepting it was, but there was some some kids, you know, that didn't get, get to experience that. And I just feel like it was probably their fear mm-hmm. and it was probably them holding back but the same thing happens when you go to Mexico because we would travel to Mexico and I had to prove that I was Mexican. Oh, I bet. It was interesting. Uh, you know, I spent a year, my uh, junior year in Mexico. And um, I remember at first it took maybe about three months for people to warm up to me. Oh, you went to school down there? Yes. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. What city? Um, it, it was my mom's little town, um, Paracuaro. Oh, wow. Michoacan. Don't know it. Yeah, it's it's really pretty. It's really pretty. It's all pretty down there except for like... Some areas. The areas that aren't. Well, if you know Michoacan, it's uh, run by the drug cartels now and it's it's scary. But if you mind your your own and do your thing and not, you know, interfere with anything, then... So that was like, what, 2006? 2006, yes. So that was like cartels down there were... Just starting. Yeah, not quite as powerful. Yep. It seems like they've started to come over the hill and down the other side. Is that true? I've heard that the, the there's been reductions Reduction. in their power. There has been, and then there's some that just don't want to give up power. And why would you? Power's great. <laughs> yes, you can do so much with it. And unfortunately, all these you know deaths and stuff that you hear is people that have been either at the wrong place at the wrong time. Or just, you know, bad luck. I'm sorry, you know. Yeah. So. What about like that? Those two suburbans full of those white Mormon people. That sounds like a bizarre story. That was, you know, in same scenario. Wrong but, place, wrong yeah, time. Yeah, wrong place, wrong time, you know. Um, or they're involved confusion, in some crooked shit. Something, yeah, there's a lot of stuff know. that you don't know. Why are you living down there? Exactly. Like, well, get your family out of the cartel area if you can. It's, you know, it's, it's it was not big back then mm-hmm. and i think that's why my mom decided us for well my mom was funny because um she took us down there so we could value what we had up here because according to her i guess we weren't did it work <laughs> uh she thought that we were going to cry and say mom take us back because but you know what we stayed a whole entire year and we did not want to come back mm-hmm. you uh, just adapted it was just amazing everything the culture the colors traditions you know it's unfortunate because you don't see that here but you live it down there, and you're yeah. like, oh, my gosh, this is just so amazing. That's said a lot, that we Americans don't have a lot of culture. But um, you could. We do. Yes. It's just not pleasant culture. It's it a lot is. of, like, uh, complaining and a lot of, like, um, <laughs> you know, sexualized, yeah. commercialized. Yeah. It's like Hollywood is American yeah. culture. Hollywood, the Wild West, that kind of stuff. Yes. But that's not really what it's like to be here for no. most people. No. So, yeah, it does feel like sometimes we don't have a lot of culture. We, and that's why we appropriate. It, <laughs> it and, really and is. That's, I, like, that's a joke, but it, no, it's, no, it's, it's probably it's for truth. real what, why that happens. Yeah. White so, girls at concerts want to wear uh, you know, a big feather 
headdress because their their ancestors so just, weren't wearing anything cool. No. And it's just, you know, unfortunate because where's the, you know, genuality? Where, yeah. you know, there, I mean, there is history here. I know there is. They're yeah. just everywhere, you know. Well, just white people yeah. weren't here for it. No, I mean, we just need to find it. Yeah. <laughs> and polish it and, and actually make it, you know, right. Yeah. So, and appropriate because you're, you know, I don't want to offend anybody. And I don't either. But it's constant. It's constant. You have to play, you have to play censorship every day, everywhere you go. Yes. And I really don't want to do that. It takes so much energy. And I... I I also don't want to hurt anybody or genuinely offend no. anybody. But what I definitely can draw a distinction between are those who are genuinely offended by something and those who are offended on behalf of others yes. under principle, which is not really the same thing and also not necessary in most cases. Yeah, you're right. You're <clears throat> absolutely right. The only, the only thing I always kind of look at is I used to never think of what the other person felt. Mm-hmm. Or, but also my mindset has changed throughout the years. Just maturity. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I when I see someone struggle, obviously I'm not just going to be like a bystander, not help. Like it's in my nature. I've always been that way. I've always wanted to help, and I've always wanted to do the right thing. You know, whether my mom was there or not. And and I mentioned my mom a lot just because if she found out that I you know was a bystander to do anything about it, oh, I would have gotten my. <laughs> Mom's are important for that. Yeah. Um, but growing up in back of your mind, growing up in a Mexican family, um, my dad wasn't around physically, but he was there. You know, calling us and you know, was he working somewhere? Um, when we were eight, my parents divorced, okay. and my dad had a you know got remarried and had kids and stuff. Um, so he was busy with his life, and I'm not saying you know things that's could touchy. have been different. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> I, you know, I don't hold any resentment because I have a great relationship with my father now. That's and probably his, why it's difficult to talk about because you don't you want know, to sound like you're bitching. No, absolutely not. And my dad's family means so much to me. His wife, um, his kids, like we are so tight. Everybody, I'm close with my mom and we're tight. And that's rare, especially in... And it's not easy. No, it's not. And, you know, they're always welcome to my I like to my house I don't mix my mom and dad because of respect and I know that if I do it's a conflict and I just don't I just avoid it yeah so I just I respect both of them I love my dad I love my mom I love you know that I have Elena my stepmom and you know I just love the fact that I can you know count on them with whatever and yeah. that's <clears throat> what it is it's unity it's it's, it's huge it's huge and you know you know, like I mentioned, I was in Mexico, and and you don't see that down there. People down there are very, I say, I want to say, you know, they're very angry at times, and they don't know why, and they don't know where to direct their anger. What can you expand on that a little bit? So, when there's a family conflict, they don't go to the source and pinpoint where they blame everybody. The universe is out to get me or, you know, the evil eye, mal de ojo, which it's, it's funny. But then I'm like, you know, it's actually, it's you that needs to learn how to, you know, approach this differently. Because if you're just continuing and making the same mistakes over and over again, your outcome is going to be the same. Yeah. So, so the evil eye, <laughs> is that where you attribute bad things happening to you, attribute it to other people wishing ill yes. on you? 
And I think a lot of cultures of the world have some kind of equivalent to that. Oh, it's, it's, I mean, I believe it. Energy transfers and I 100% It seems like there almost could be something to that. So, I mean, if you're putting out good energy into this world, good energy will come back to you. It attracts you. Mm -hmm. If you're doing bad, clearly bad things will, karma also comes and goes, you know. So, I, I see that a lot. I see a lot of people that are angry and, and I'm not like that, you know, and I just look at them. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, let's change this, you know, and I was able to change a lot of my friends' mindset just because it was taught to them. And I would tell them, you know, you need to break these chains. You need to break these stigmas. You need to make sure that you're understanding your, you know, you have an agenda. You got to listen to your agenda. You know, I know that your parents want you to, to be, you know, go to going to school or, but you want to run the family farm, you know, hard labor. You know, I was out there with my uncle doing, because my, because my family, you know, they have a, a tomato farm. Oh, cool. Down in Mexico. And I was there five o'clock in the morning with my uncle. Here I am thinking I'm going to get a little bit of wage because it's, it's you were out in the sun. It was 90 degrees. There's no shade. You know, I was redder than a tomato, <laughs> you know, um, I was busting my ass out there. And then all of a sudden, you know, here comes my uncle with 200 pesos. I'm like, all of that for this. I'm just going to stay home, you know. You did get paid, though. I, just 200 pesos, which is equivalent That's to maybe lot. like maybe 15 bucks mm -hmm. for two weeks <laughs> this is when you were down there living yes. down there so you were a kid still yes pretty much that's yeah i remember getting in situations like that where you you really want to make money um but you're afraid to ask uh am i even getting paid here so you work the whole day and then then you find out whether you're even getting paid <laughs> only to find out it's like five bucks ten bucks well, okay well never mind then i'm just gonna stay in bed the next time and i'm not gonna go but lesson learned yes and so i ended up worth. yes I just realized, you know, there's just a lot of, you know, bad energy sometimes in family and the mm -hmm. dynamic and it's transferred and it doesn't end. It takes that one person to accept it and change it and find a different dynamic that works. Yep. True. 100%. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, I'm very blessed with that because I could, I could have been angry at my mom and I could have been like, mom, why'd you take us? <laughs> this isn't for me, you know? <laughs> I could have been all diva-ish. I always tell my mom, I could have been a diva mom. But you know what? It backfired on you because I loved the Mexican culture. I loved all the the food, the traditions. I met the most amazing people, humble. You know, a lot of the houses down there are still um, mud houses. Mm -hmm. um, it could have been just ply a plywood house. You know, the one-bedroom house the kitchen is outside i mean very humbled and they offered me more than they could have ever imagined i was accepted for who i was and i sometimes felt like i didn't have that here mm -hmm. and it's not because oh yeah you know she's you know she's good she knows how to go through you know life and stuff and it was it was never i you know it was never given to me it was i had to create it myself mm -hmm. first generation here you know, and, and my parents worked hard. You were born here, right? I was born here. Yes. So uh, how'd your parents come over? Um, my mom and dad both uh, lived in Tijuana for, I don't know, maybe like a year or so. And then... Waiting to cross? 
Um, I don't know if they were if they cross. I don't. I really some. I don't ask my mom. Or my yeah, dad. I guess I don't it's, know that's I just, a weird thing to ask weird, about. <laughs> I don't know why. I, just, I should just because it's nice to know the background of everything. You know. Yeah. So I'm I'm assuming that they did cross, but well, just uh, the legality of everything yes. is what makes it weird. But it does. Like, they're, they're great stories. I I love hearing about people successfully finding a better home. But yeah, no, if. Um, Maybe we'll cut this out just in case. No, they're good. Are, they're good? They're good. Okay. My parents are good. Um, they did uh, get, you know, their residency. Um, I believe this is when Reagan was in, you know, and then okay. did the amnesty and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So my parents did qualify and and they were good. Um, right on. But still, like, you see it now and, you know, you don't, you know, you don't see the struggles that families go through and and i know like there's it's hard to even conceptualize it it's the government sometimes down there it's corrupt yeah so the opportunities you want to do it the right way but you're not given the opportunity right off the back from the government down there and they're in the pocket of the cartel yes so every i I assume yeah no it is more money than them they have more guns than them they're probably in charge yes so when you want to go and apply for a visa down there it's up to that person that you're having an interview with whether they decide yes or no. Yeah. That's and a tough game. it doesn't it's not like it's not like here like they have an actual system. It's not like that. Yeah. So you know, they try doing it the right way, but it's the opportunity is always shut down or it's a no. Yeah. So Yeah, we uh like to think we're real oppressed in this country, yeah. but it doesn't take very long outside of this country to realize that yeah. we've got it okay. Yeah. In in a lot of ways. And that's the number one thing that my mom wanted us. And when we came back, like, honestly, like, I had a total different mindset. Like, I was blessed that I had everything I had. Mm -hmm. I don't think I was a bad kid when I was growing up. I just don't think my mom understood that what we were going through in school is different than what she grew up with. Yeah. And I think that intimidated her. And she probably felt like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to end up losing one of my girls and... Like maybe culturally, culturally you, yeah. you guys were assimilating too much yes. and losing some of your history. Yes. And I I'm mean, sure that happens. Yes. Yeah. And she she was scared. Mm-hmm. And You're going to get melted up in the old melting pot. Lovely Lady Liberty with her book of recipes and the finest one she's But even though we were around a lot of our, you know, Hispanic communities or Hispanic families out in mm-hmm. the community, it wasn't the same. Still a strong minority, yeah. though. And the cultural traditions aren't going to be the same. It's still going to feel kind of campy <laughs> if you're trying to keep that, carry it through yes. to and do it here in the rain. You just see it, you know, you just want to embrace it more now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I embrace it, you know, more than anything, just because I always I've always been very a cultural aware of who I am. Mm-hmm. And at a very early age, I never hid who I was. And it's interesting that a lot of people always tell me, you don't have an accent. Why would you? <laughs> I'm like, I was you born here. here. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up here. But I will say, kindergarten. Mm-hmm. I did not know one word of English. Really? Mm-hmm. Because okay, my parents so... only spoke Spanish. So English is your second language. It is. Then. Wow. It is. Yeah, but that... uh, I see people who have lost their Spanish mm-hmm. 
and just but you can talk to them and they'll respond you know you can talk to them in spanish and they'll respond to you in english you, you can talk to me in spanish and i'll respond to you <laughs> i'm not, not gonna know what you're saying Say, yeah see <laughs> but i mean based on context because i took a couple years of spanish and i do i know some words i can write down stuff in spanish it's easy to write than to yeah. than to say yeah um absolutely. but when i went to mexico i couldn't communicate with anybody, anybody. I had to have Melissa help me just like talk to anyone because um, my brain would just freeze up. It's like trying trying to make the switch over yes. at that speed while they're looking at you. No way, man, can't do it. Translating people are so impressed because you know working at the school district. Mm-hmm. How do you do it? I'm like, you know what? There's a switch in my brain that automatically does it. Yeah. So when immediately when I hear someone struggling with English, I turn and it's you know like, hey, yeah, el quiere esto, you know, he wants this. Yeah, it yeah. just filters it right straight yeah. through. Like, it's crazy. It's high, high computational load. Yes. Uh, but it can happen, so don't yeah. get discouraged. Yeah, Keep oh, practicing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't practice at all, but no. I should. You should. It's good for your brain. It's good. But really yeah, that's is. why they say it's so much harder to learn a language as an adult. And the Neuroplasticity <laughs> is way down. It's funny because my daughter, she's she's our little diva, <laughs> and I think she had your, your wife Oh, As yeah, a teacher, yeah, yeah. it's funny because she says that she doesn't speak any Spanish, but yet again, we speak 100% Spanish at home. And when you know, it's like, hey, how do you say apple? Oh, I don't know. But when dad comes around, hey, say apple. Oh, yes, manzana. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she She's daddy's girl. So, you know, she she knows when daddy talks. He means business. Uh-huh. So, yeah. <laughs> she just doesn't want to do what you she, want her no, to do. No, absolutely yeah. not. Why should she? She's our little diva princess. You know, she has a good one. Yeah. I'm like, no, that doesn't fly by me anymore. <laughs> I don't know what it is, that quality of like, I love showing off until you want me to show off. Yes. Then there's no fucking way I'm no. doing it. My daughter does that too. Oh, uh, like I, it's, I always call it the I'm not your monkey phenomenon <laughs> because she's she'll be singing a song or doing a dance like so many times in a row that you're just going to explode. And then like grandma will come in and be like, oh, do that for grandma. Done. What are you talking about? Just blank. It's just, and it's funny because it's the same reaction that we get with my son sometimes. It has to be at the moment, at the right time, or else he just shuts down. I'm just like, yeah. what? Yeah. Dude, tell your dad what you just told me. Like, I'm not your monkey. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I feel like that too sometimes, though. It's like, but uh, yeah, I remember being a little kid and trying to, like, I uh, was doing a lot of Jim Carrey impressions during that era. And I remember people trying to get me to do that. Um, and just being like, no, no um, chance. I'll wait till you're not expecting yeah, it. Then I'll blow I'll you away. <laughs> You'll die of laughter. But until then, it's all it's my not, time. It's interesting because, I mean, I, you know, I guess the, the greatest things are unexpected. Uh, just kind of. That's true. Yeah. Surprises. Surprises, yeah. So I, my daughter is like that. She's very spontaneous sometimes. And, you know, we call her the little diva because, you know, oh, she's all into germs. I don't want to touch that because you touch that. Germs, germs. Versus my oldest. Mom, it's okay. We'll wash it. It's okay, Mom. We'll get it. You know, she's Uh more... Calm down, Mom. Yeah, it's okay, Mom. Emily, you know, just relax. You know, it's just... She's been very always neutral. and She takes the the calm from my side. But Emily is more just a little bit... A wild one? Yeah, she has her own thing going on right now. So I'm just like, all right. So when you have that many kids, how do you do anything? Um family support uh-huh. i have my mom i have my sister i call you know i feel like my sister's daughters are my kids and i feel like my kids are her kids mm-hmm. just because how close we are they fight like sisters 
They interact like sisters, no cousins, you know, it's always, it's all the same. And that's how it is in the Mexican culture. Uh-huh. So how it, close do your parents live or your mom? My mom is only two miles away from us. Perfect. Um, my sister, Carolyn, she's three miles away from us. My mom could walk to my sister's house and I mean, I could walk, but you know, I just, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with four kids, you know. Yeah. One of them you I get two lost. Two on a leash yeah. and a double stroller. Exactly. It's a lot. Um, but, you know, it, it, we've made it work and it's support. And I think for the most part, I think me and Norberto do a really good job at, okay, you take the you take the oldest and I'll take the two youngest or, you know, vice versa. Okay, you take, you know, or you take the two middle ones and I'll take the oldest and, you know, it's... It's just making it, make work. it work. Yeah, you make, you make it, work. it work. You have, yeah. and then, but we do have um, Norberto's son. He comes, you know, over during the summer. So we actually technically have five kids. Yeah, but that's a lot of kids. It is a lot of kids, and it's it's a good age gap in between all of them. Mm-hmm. So as you, you have to have like the maximum size vehicle, like seven I seater. I got and an eight seater. Car seat. <laughs> I do have an eight seater. <laughs> you can't, you uh, can't even take your whole family out to dinner oh. at that point. Uh, you know, we order a lot and uh-huh. I cook a lot and, and you guys want burgers? Let's just go and barbecue outside. Burgers is the best for <laughs> Absolutely. a big family. I just did that yesterday. You know, and, and hey, Carolyn, you want to come over? I'm, I'm grilling up some stuff. Let's just come over. Oh yeah, I'll bring some rice or I'll bring this. I'll bring a salad, watermelon. What do you want? You know, mm-hmm. we... We've just always had that dynamic. You know, when we go out to eat, it literally is a treat. And when if we do, it's always been takeout. And I'm okay with that. I really am. Like That's I a just, better way to yeah, live. It's, I just it's, had that conversation with Melissa because <laughs> she was looking through our banking. And she's like, what are all these $20 ATM withdrawals? I was like, well, burritos. <laughs> um, I eat a lot of burritos. And... Yeah. I got to eat, you know, they're I'm hungry. <laughs> what I'm going to go cook a pot of rice, make a bunch of beans, cook this meat, chop up all these vegetables, steam a tortilla, a, roll yeah. it all up, press it in a delicious crispy shell. And then like, I'm going to do all that, uh, clean up all the mess in 20 minutes. I don't so, think so. so no. It's well worth $10. Absolutely. I mean, so, and you know, it, it's, we've made a system and it has worked. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm used to it. I, I know that. No, my argument is that your system is terrible. <laughs> I think that people should eat out more. 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 Exactly. That's, well, that's, that would fit my life much better. Do you hear this, Norberto? <laughs> yeah, Melissa. We She's, need to eat out more. Hello? <laughs> yeah, she, my wife thinks it should only be a treat. Um, and I was like, well, yeah, okay. Yeah. That'd probably save us money, money quite a bit. Yes. Two or three burritos oh, a week yes. worth, plus bakery breakfast. Can't do it. I was, you know, and and well, there is times where I splurge my kids. Yeah, you guys want to go? I'm not into cooking this morning. Let's go. Let's go get something from the bakery or let's go get something from the deli. I'm not doing it this morning today. You know, and oh yeah, they love it. Yeah, yeah. mom. <clears throat> so mom, how are you feeling this morning? Uh, let's go get coffee. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, <laughs> but they probably appreciate it because you don't do it all the time. No, I don't. I, I mean... used to drive my kids to school, and we would stop by the bakery. Any day that we had time. <laughs> and they don't really even appreciate it after the first few times. No. It just was like, Dad, you're indulging your addiction, and we know it. <laughs> and um, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like, ah, you got to do what you got to do. When, and my mom says the same thing. Why do you guys go out to eat so much? Or, Mom, come on. I'm telling you to join us. This is the good life. What are you yeah. talking about? It's the American dream, baby. We're going out mom. to get donuts. You know, and she's always been, oh, no, no, no. 
we can't do this. Oh, we can't do this. We have to eat at home. Or yeah. no, 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 no. We can't, you know. The food tastes better at home. You're wasting money. You're spending money. Mom, I can. That's why I work hard. Or yeah. That's why Norbert works hard. But Sounds like you work pretty hard too, actually. Uh, so I, you work at the Ocean Beach School District. Yes, I do. And uh, what do you do there? Oh, I got lots of hats. Hats, I translate. I, I help a lot of the migrant families. I'm a family advocate. I work with a lot of uh, a lot of resources in the community, a lot of churches, a lot of programs. Um, reach out, truancy board. I have been part of that for a few years. So you're working with the people who are struggling. It sounds oh, yeah. like you and must you must have a, a bleeding heart. I do always, constantly. I'm always worried. I'm always checking in on families. And the last, you know, the la- this last year has been, I think, the hardest for me because I. I'm such a people person that I need to see you guys. I need to see them to to believe that they are okay. Yeah. You know, and and I've always cared so much about families and not necessarily just, you know, our Hispanic families, everybody in general, just because I don't like labeling. Mm-hmm. I, I've never liked that. And, and I feel like the more we break that down, the more inclusive we, you know, everybody is and we all accept everybody. Yeah. And I just don't really think that, you know, we should see each other that way. Which way? The way as in, oh, yeah, they're his, he's got a culture going on over there, you know. He hangs out with all the Mexicans over there, you know. Oh, yeah. And break down those break barriers. Break down, yeah. No. Yeah. That Absolutely. definitely should happen. Yeah, I just. It I, might be trickier than you think. It is because we have, you know, to this day. Especially my husband working in the community and being in people's houses. He has gained so many people's trust. And it's people that you would think would close the door and, you know, in his face. He's never had that happen. Old white life. people. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, you know, I always tell him that. I'm like, well, you do good for you as a person. You know what's right and you know what's wrong. And I should clarify. I don't say that because old white people are racist. I say that because people think old white people are racist. And that's, that's the main group my husband caters. A lot of racists in there. Yeah. Yeah. There is, and there is. And I will say there's been comments that my, it has made my husband uncomfortable and he proves them wrong every time. Good for him. And he always tells them, you know, you haven't really gotten a chance to meet me here. Let me show you what I'm what I'm about. My my wife makes really good tamales. You want tamales? I will I will get her to make you some and I do. I just if that's what it takes to change someone's mindset, hell yeah, I'm making tamales. <laughs> I, I've got lots of opinions that are wrong and some tamales might change my mind. You're you making know, tamales now, huh? Yeah, I, I could. I um, haven't in a while. Let's get into tamales a little bit. <laughs> okay. So it seems like tamales hold a special place. People I, make them in batches and sell them here. Yes. It's a normal part of the community. Yes. What is it about tamales that makes them so special? It's something about them. They're awesome. I don't see that happening with tacos or chalupas. Chalupa is <laughs> not even a real thing, is it? No, no. but you know what? It's okay. I'll take it. They I'll sell them at Taco it. Bell. I will <clears throat> accept it. Um, but yeah. What is it about the tamale? has always been a like a peace offering. It's a symbol. It's a symbol of peace. It's a symbol of of I'm giving you something that's coming from me that's sacred because it does it takes time and you have to have the right ingredients. You obviously where we are, it's hard to come. Where do you you get a banana leaf? Um, 
Safeway is now starting to carry them. So oh, wow. I've, we've, we've learned that. And cool. we sometimes go to all the way to Portland to get what we need, maybe once or twice a month. So What is better, the banana leaf or the corn husk? Um, we do both. Mm. I like the banana leaf just because the banana leaf has a totally different taste. Mm-hmm. And you can taste it in with the corn. I mean, it literally is just a good mix together all together. Yeah. Um, but, when, you know, that's our way of saying, hey, welcome, you know, pl- this is us. It's a peace offering. It's a peace offering. And it's uh, wrapped up like a little present. It is. And that, I don't know if that's just a subconscious thing, but it, there's something to that. It makes it seem And it's special. filling and all you need is just two and you can add whatever you want on it. Salsas. My husband likes to add um, lettuce. You know, my, my daughters love sour cream on it. I mean, you can do whatever you want to do with it. You know, you can even turn it into a burrito. My mom did that once and it was actually pretty good. I bet. I bet. <laughs> so, I mean, it really is just, hey, you know. I'm not here to do any harm and I'm here to be your friend. So yeah. uh, we've had that, you know, we've had a couple neighbors who have um, looked at us different because, I mean, we are the the only Hispanic, fa- you know, family in our neighborhood. And there's a couple houses maybe two miles away that, you know, also have people that we know and yeah. are Hispanic and stuff. But I mean, a large portion of this community is Hispanic. Yes. I'm compared to, I mean, it's probably a close second. Not a close second, but a distant second to Caucasian. It is. Um, but pretty we far. Don't... I'd say 10 or yeah. less percent, right? Okay, so I just had to jump on here and take a little bit of credit. I was completely talking out of my ass here. I had no idea what the actual population demographics were. And I was just uh, totally guessing. And so I looked it up. And according to the 2019 census information, it is actually 10% Hispanic in Pacific County. I nailed it. 10%, 10.1% Hispanic or Latino and 90% white alone, 1.1% black or African American, 2.8% American Indian or Alaskan Native. That's actually higher than I thought. 2.1% Asian, 0.2% Hawaiian Native or other Pacific Islander, 3.8% two or more races. And 81.7% white alone, not Hispanic or Latino. Hmm, that's interesting. I don't quite understand that. And it says 90% white alone, and then 81.7% white alone, not Hispanic or Latino. Hmm, I don't get that. That's okay. This is kind of interesting, actually. I never, haven't looked at this for a while. 42% in the civilian labor force. The median household income in 2019 in dollars was $46,733. That's pretty good. The per capita income in the past 12 months in 2019 was 26,109 persons in poverty, 13%, 13.5. So I think poverty is defined as your income does not meet the requirements of your expenses. So 13.5%, that sounds about right, really. Population per square mile in 2010 was 22.4. Huh, interesting. Well, now you know. Especially, you know, with all the changes that have happened in our community. With ICE arrests and that kind of thing. Yes, and people fearing and leaving the area and being scared. Like, it's, I wish that that was never an issue here because I don't, 
I I don't I don't know. I have a I have a I don't like the fact that it has broken up our Hispanic community from and hurt the economy yeah, majorly. Majorly. Yeah. Absolutely. It's been a big big problem. And it's always been on my mind and it's always sits in my heart because you know all of these families that have seen us grown up I don't get to see them anymore and I don't get to you know be able to go and and say hi and stop and say hi and, and you know this yeah. is pretty much it now and and all- a lot of these people this is their home as yes. much as it is mine yes. it's it's really really tragic and you know I just I really hate social media sometimes and what it's is put out there in the news and all of these comments and stuff because it really is not there is bad people i know there is oh, for sure. but it's not just murderers and rapists are a real thing but not it's not it's not just a, a it's not a mexican, mexican thing, thing. No. it's not it's it's not everywhere even, it, i don't know it's it's yeah. pretty discouraging it's everywhere i just hate those labels and i don't as you're you know you're could good to me you're kind to me i will respect you and i will treat you the same as i would treat anybody and you know it's just not labels i hate labels <laughs> yeah they they do tend to separate people <laughs> they do and you and miss the, the big picture <clears throat> that's what i was going to say that actually like when you're talking about the breaking down those walls that yes. kind of keep people in their own little safe groups mm-hmm. i think that there's a way to still maintain some of the value that you get out of that because we're generally programmed to seek comfort in familiarity in things that look like us people that look like us in situations that we recognize and that's because that's going to signal to us that we're in some kind of a secure environment around people who we can trust and all of that is instinct and all of it is a pretty good instinct because i mean it'll it could lead you to getting screwed over by people you think you should trust trust. which will always happen um but it will also like help you find friends and people who who see you and feel comforted by you as well that being said we are rational beings with really good functioning prefrontal cortex that allows us to make decisions that are possibly against our instincts and we can see like oh there's a lot of benefit to be derived from establishing relationships outside of my inner circle and we need to have both of those both, and uh, both need to be okay. You need to grow with that because change is good. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just always laugh at the fact that, you know, people always say, oh, you're Mexican. Oh, yeah, I am. You didn't know that? I didn't know that you, you know, you're so light skinned. I'm like, I know. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, they, they make them in all kinds of colors now. <laughs> you should see my aunt. She has blue eyes and she's light skinned too. Like, yeah. wait, is there like, is there a factory that just makes you know mexico's huge huge. yeah and it's interesting because we got um we did the ancestry thing Mm -hmm. um because uh we thought that my grandma my paternal grandma was german german mexican Mm -hmm. she's she's not which was actually interesting because you know there's some pictures of my grandma that we seriously thought i mean her her family was wealthy sinaloa she you know she lives in this is where the Isn't that one of the main cartels? Hot, 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 yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Sinaloa. Sinaloa. Culiacan. Okay. Um, and we wanted to know more history. Obviously, I, I can't go down there and be like, <laughs> I'm here to learn about my grandma's side, you know, but. Um, you could. I could, but I would need to, I would probably need, you know, I, I know, I know my people and I, I know that there's places where you need to, you know, avoid, even though, you know, you just, you kind of have to just go that way that route mm-hmm. so i i remember just doing the ancestry thing and and 
reading up, you know, where, where, you know, our, you know, I saw, I found a lot of family that I didn't know I had. And, and it was actually really cool. It, we, you know, my dad is Spaniard. That's 56% Spaniard. And my dad thought that he was French, you know, um, my maiden name is, you know, Errejon, Herjon. So, you know, automatically you're like, oh yeah, she's French. No, it's Spanish. I I never knew where that name came from. It's it's span it's Spaniard. Um, it's a little coast, and I even was able to find the the family. Uh, not the logo. I I went like oh, the, the tartan or the crest. The crest. The family. I have mine right here. Do you? It's so cool. Yeah, they're neat. And I didn't know we had that, and I just saw like, oh my gosh, I found the family crest. So I mean, European. It's cool. Yeah, it's interesting. And I showed my dad, and he's like, "You found this." I'm What's like, on it? Uh, I will. I have to show you a yeah, picture I'd because like to check it out. it's really cool. It it tells you like, um, they you know, Harajan, You know, there's actually they're really popular for um, steel work. Oh, so we were the I guess the main you know my family back then my ancestors were really good at steel work. So when ships were being built to explore, the you know the Harajan family had that Errejon, Sorry. <laughs> had that um um play they played in that they they contributed to that so i mean it was interesting and i feel like that's the reason why my grandma was really wealthy in sinaloa because they had they had that they yeah so i mean it's like the spanish carnegie yes wow that's cool so it's cool and then Still um it was big money back then my maternal uh side uh grandma she was in, uh, Mexican indige- indigenous. So oh. I'm, I believe, like 30-something percent. I don't know. But um, there is Indian blood in me, which I have always known just because um, my grandma always wore her little um, dresses, beautiful embroidered dresses. She always had her hair up in a braid. I mean, it was, you know, traditional down there. But she was more... Um, she was more attached to that because she was actually brought up by an actual tribe. See, that's another thing that complicates somebody saying like, oh, you're so light skinned. How can you be Mexican? It's like there's a bunch of different cultures and a bunch of different ethnicities within that. Just people who came from Europe, people who were already there ahead of time, people who came up from the South. Yes. Tons of it. Tons of variation. And different, you know, there's different languages being spoken, you know, dialects. Mm -hmm. And a lot of a couple students that I've worked with, um, English is their third language. Spanish is their second, and their first language was their dialect they spoke in their group and yeah. their you know in, in their, their in their or state or town. Or town. Or yeah, yeah, and they probably get really small regionally, like breaking down dialects. It could, there's probably hundreds. <laughs> it's endless. I my, mean, we do that here. My stepmom trying she... to have a conversation with somebody from New Orleans. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> oh, it's true. Absolutely. You know, like my stepmom, she knows how to speak the the Mayan. Mayan language. That's I'm like, cool. Should ask wow. her about the calendar. What the fuck? I know, right? I'm like, so what happened here? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but she, you know, all her family is from Yucatan, mm-hmm. and and they, you know, they talk about all of this, you know, and they, you know, they always embrace who they are, and and you know, I just I'm so aware of all of these things now because of all the experiences and all the people I have met, mm-hmm. and it has opened up my world. I bet. So, do you know anything about like? tribal ceremony stuff for the Mayans and 
all that they 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 do they do they and to this day she tells me that in order to crack a fruit open sometimes she has to sing to it it's some type of fruit i don't know so it's like you roll it and you sing the thing and then on the third hymn or whatever you crack it and it opens but if you don't sing to it it won't open and she swears by it everyone uh, like we all laugh about that kind of stuff and it sounds ridiculous but it's i mean resonance vibrations energy all that stuff is very real so there's no reason it couldn't have an effect exactly even even if a very small one and you know they they always talk about um they make you know their food and they actually dig a hole and they cook it and you know in the ground or you know it's they just that's how it is and that's how it, it will continue to be because that's how they were brought up like a whole pig yeah a whole pig um the they what else do they do that's really i've been exposed to the movie there's a lot of things you know um the the cleansing they do a lot of cleansing Mm -hmm. they do a lot of um uh prayers a lot of ceremonies i mean it it really is interesting each state is different and i will say that so Mm um but each it's different but it's similar so how and i don't know if you know about this or not but so in the united states we have done a unfortunately very good job of cleansing a lot of um native cultures from our history and from from our view and so it's really hard to feel connected to that Mm -hmm. even though i'm we're currently sitting on ground that was inhabited (laughs) by people yeah few hundred years ago yep um who a a tribe that's not even federally recognized isn't that sad and that makes me so mad it it really really is bullshit it really is bullshit because you lose this this you're losing the actual culture the richness that we could embrace exactly and i'm saying three because it's from the land literally and but my question is is, uh, what's that transition been like in mexico has the government taken active measures to push away that history or is it a little bit more easy to access it's easy to access um a lot of the little towns that you you know run across and stuff they they still are embracing who they are and they don't have a reservation system like no we do here. absolutely not i mean i mean they probably do i just have we've never really i don't know about that I, i've never heard of it they they do their own thing mm-hmm. you know they you know they it's celebrate the saints down there and and they celebrate a lot of you know um their religion you know which majority is you know roman catholic a a lot of them (laughs) still practice that um what's that it's a it's federally recognized religion around peyote the peyote religion um a lot of it's it's spans across a lot of different tribes and uh i think it's it's actually kind of had a resurgence in the last 10 years but it's they use the peyote cactus um they there's like a, a lot of things yeah the, the gods there's a lot of um stigmas a lot of um not stigmas a lot that of one's been destigmatized yes, with a lot of people yes and there's there's just a lot of things that um if you take the opportunity to go with me i will show you and you will be amazed and and you know you will be understanding why some things happen in our culture it's easier shown than said mm-hmm. and, and explained i don't know you just have to live the experience in order to understand it so. yeah yeah i bet that was pretty powerful <laughs> as a kid yeah oh yeah yeah so did it work did your mom uh did you come back and feel like you really appreciated what you had i did and i wanted to go back i always have wanted you been to been back, back since i have i haven't really been back to where my um 
mom was from mm-hmm. just because of how like we mentioned the drug cartels and stuff and i don't take my kids that route we go to my husband's town which is a little which is jalisco where they make tequila and yes uh-huh. with they is it's amazing it's it's pretty cool it's a different experience uh-huh. because it's not it's not the same as what it was back then and it is now and it's funny because the times that I've been there, my mother-in-law always, you know, um, go make her, go make her um, pizzas. I'm like, I don't want pizza. I don't, I'm yeah. not here to eat pizza. I'm here to, what, what do you have? Like, let's, you know, let's get in the kitchen and let's cook all together because that's how it is traditionally. Yeah. All women are in the kitchen cooking for their men. Uh-huh. And, um, I mean, I like the fact, you know, but it's funny because there's some things that sometimes my mother-in-law just looks at me like, wait, Norberto does that for you? Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, he does. It's like, oh, I, you know. It's the 21st century. That's that, It shocks her because it really does. And I, and I don't want to uh, like make her uncomfortable in any way, shape or form. And I've always told her that, you know, uh-huh. I'm here to, to, to be with you guys. I'm, please don't make pizzas and burgers for me because that's what I'm fleeing from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the whole reason to go down there. It's like, please don't, you know, let's, let's go into town and let's go, you know, they just slaughtered a cow. Let's go get some meat from, from the butcher, you know, and, yeah. you know, and, and everything, you know, just, and they laugh at me because they're like, you really are Mexican. You're one of us, you know? And they, she tells me, she's like, you won't survive down here. I'm like, not if you drink the water. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely not. And we and we've made it a habit for them too, that you know, pl- you know, please get a, a good water system going. Just do they be- drink the water? They do, mm-hmm. but once when we're there, we get the big five gallon, and I they cook. That's no bullshit either. No, that's like one hundred percent chance you will get sick. Yes. Um, you're just, you're, our stomachs aren't yes. prepared for that. No, and when we go, I always make sure to dose my kids up with probiotics. So then uh-huh. that, and it works. So I've never had a an issue, but mm-hmm. I already know what to expect. And I tell them that, mind yourselves, you know, be respectful. Yeah. You know, make sure that you are being, you know, respectful and not offending anybody. And they do, they do a really good job and they love it. They, you know, they come back all sun-kissed and just beautiful and they come back learning new things, you know, how to make, how to embroider. That's been a huge one. Oh, my, wow, cool. My kids know how to... What do you guys make? Um, tortilla, um... What are, uh, oh, the holders? The, the holders. The, the tortilla, baskets? Uh, baskets and the napkins. Oh, cool. So um, that's been that. Um, they've been, they've done um, the... Uh, pillow cases. They do mm. a lot of. Um, oh, there's just a whole bunch of stuff that they do that is really pretty. Um, nice. A lot of embroidery, though. A lot of colors and a stuff. A lot of colors. Like, the, like you traditionally think yes. of Mexican stuff. Like, a lot of. We used to have flowers. these blankets that we called the Mexican blankets, but well, I don't even know if they were made in Mexico. But just those that like yellow, white, red, these very vibrant, very vibrant colors. Vibrant colors. That's what it is. Um, it's it's handmade, so it takes time, and mm-hmm. they take pride in their work. And this is what the the women do, and yeah. it's beautiful because they're teaching their kids, and that you know they've never really seen a tablet, so and I don't take my kids as tablet, and mind you, I don't do that yeah. just because I want them to also experience what I experience. The tablet thing is something that causes me stress yes. because I know it's not good for them in a lot of ways, but there are other ways where it's it's basically crucial yes. for their development at this point, socially, culturally. 
uh, technologically, academically. Yeah. And it helps. It does. It all helps. those There's ways. Some, but, yeah. You know, it's a resource. It's You've, a great tool. It's a great tool. In a lot of ways. Yes. But it's going to make kids slow, fat, and boring. Yes. I think that the fact that there's so little challenge involved. Everything is, is metered out. Uh, it's just consumed, consumed. Mm -hmm. And I know it's interactive. You can push a few buttons here on the touch screen. But for the most part, it's just consumption. It is. And that it's, makes boring-ass people. It does. My kids are – and, I, you know, I always get that, wow, your kids are so – happy they're so you know they're always doing things i'm like it's because i don't i don't let them play on the tab actually we took the tablets away for that same reason yeah it forces them into yeah. a state of creativity so they have we to tried find it something to do it didn't work mm -hmm. so it's mine and we're not pulling them out so when you were a little kid how much time did you spend just like looking at a stick find a cool rock Oh, I see a bug over there. I'll go check that out. We'd go frog right. hunting. I remember that. For hours, right? <laughs> For it, hours. All day. Yeah. And um, you don't get bored? No, absolutely. There's shit everywhere. They're everywhere. Yeah. You the beach. Got, yeah. Go the beach. to the beach. Look at a jellyfish. Find a rock. rock. Another. Hey, there's another stick. Yeah. It's like everywhere you go. We have. We live in such in a beautiful area. There's yeah. always something to do. And you know, when my kids tell me that, once they say, they don't say mom on board because I always make them do something outside. But, you know, I've also done, you know, I've made them a little berry, a raspberry bush. So they have their own raspberry bush. They're oh, so out they there. they gardening, yeah. They, you know, they have, they take care of it. And then they know that if they don't take care of it, there's no raspberries. So, I mean, they kind of see all that. And Learning lessons. You know. I always tell my kids, if you're bored, that means you're boring. <laughs> yeah, like, you're, that's all a that lot means. of things. Better. I'm never bored. No. I always have something to do. Yeah, that's what she, you know, that's what my oldest says. Mom, you never sit still. I'm like, I can't. I can't. Have you seen the world? Yeah. It's full of cool stuff. Yeah. You got to go investigate that. And I, you know, the, the one thing that has saved me millions of times, I tell them like, well, one of these days you're going to pick up a rock and you're going to find out that it's gold. So go find a rock. <laughs> go yeah. look at rocks. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I was listening to a podcast yesterday talking about monkeys. Oh, yeah. And how, um, as I mean, as humans, we're not good to just sit around content we don't ever really feel that yeah. unless for very short bursts like where your things are just okay i'm content things are good i'm, I'm gonna stay in this place we're always looking for that next thing Think, yeah. that next hunt that next move. challenge yeah. the next move yeah. and we're driven by that dopamine is associated with forward movement yeah so literally when you're moving in the forward direction whether you're driving in a car or walking your brain is releasing more dopamine, dopamine. to keep you doing going that. yeah keep, keep you going moving. Keep and on. it's the same way with primates. So, yeah. like, you get a group of monkeys, they're busy. <clears throat> they're not just sitting around. They're picking lice. They're hopping. <laughs> yeah. they're, fighting. they're fighting. There's drama going on all the time. And that's basically what we are. We got to be busy. You And I tell, you know, I always tell my kids that, you know, if you if the day you see me sitting down, you should be very concerned and very worried. Call but, the doctor. Yeah. But they don't, you know, they always say, oh, mom, you were right. This is actually pretty cool. And the same thing they tell me when they go to Mexico. Mom, thank you for, you know, I didn't realize that they didn't have shoes. I didn't realize that they didn't have, you know. Some people have. don't have anything. Yeah, they don't. Like, it's amazing. Like, perspective like that is so important. You forget too, no, even like even when you already know. Like us as adults, it's so easy to get comfortable and then get complacent and then get ungrateful. Yeah. Where I'm just like, oh, my life is so hard. Why do I have to work so hard? Nobody says thank you. It's like, fuck, man, you got a nice, nice house, house, nice car, you have a job. Like, shut the fuck up, yeah. enjoy it. And it's interesting that you say that because 
you don't realize what you have until you are in a vulnerable spot. Yeah. And once you start realizing, wow, I was complaining over my Xbox not working. And then you, you know, you, you see reality around you. When and you're you feel so, you're so stupid. stupid. You do. You feel yeah. really stupid. So I don't never hear my kids complaining when they come back from, from Mexico because they actually see and, and, and they're very observant. Mom, why, why does, why don't they have water? You know, and I've always, you know, I told them, well, hun, you know, this is something that you need to, to learn from. This is why I always tell you, you guys need to make sure that you guys are thankful for what you have. Because more than anything, like, talk to your dad. Talk, you know, talk to my dad. Talk to, you know, my mom. Ask them how it was like when they were growing up. Like, and they do. They have those really heart-to-heart conversations with, you know, and... There's times where I kind of just like admire, you know, all of our efforts, like, you know, more than anything, like you really have to be strong in survival mode. When but not too much. Not too much. No. It's, I was just thinking about this. It's kind of a bitch. You, uh, this is kind of a pessimistic view, but I'm going to say it anyway, because it, it feels true. The, as a kid, what exposures you have really shape where your perception lands as far as your set point for anxiety and, and happiness and just general uh, subjective well-being, mm-hmm. like how you feel on a day-to-day basis. And you're constantly trying to adjust back to that set point. So on the days when you don't feel as good as normal, your your brain's trying to find a way to get you back up to normal. On days when you're feeling a little bit better than normal, mm-hmm. it's trying to bring you back to the middle. Yeah. So trauma, when you're exposed to trauma in, at a young age, that brings your set point way down. down yeah. And so you're having to deal with that for the rest of your life. And, and that's not something that's easy to change. And then as you, but if you don't have any kind of trauma or, and, and trauma can be defined as just an experience that you weren't prepared to handle. So well, it could be emotional or, or physical or a lot of different things. But once, if you don't have anything like that in your life, your set point is gonna stay, I mean, wherever it would be naturally, but you're not going to have that perspective. So really the choices are either you end up kind of fucked up, but kind and, and have good perspective and grounded um, and able to see things clearly in the world and give compassion and you end up a good person. You do. Or you end up having everything handed to you and you're spoiled and you're actually maybe happy, but you're a dick. It's interesting that you mention, you know, that that point. Because I, I don't know. What do you think about that? Is mental that true? health is not something that is discussed in the Hispanic community ever. Yeah. And it's That's because odd. it's it's you don't want to recognize that there is an issue with you or with anybody in your family or anywhere because you are automatically crazy. Yeah. Oh, there's something wrong. Yeah, she's crazy. Like you don't Loco. you know, it's it's not. It, there's no help for that yeah. down there. And it makes me really sad because I always hear the comments of, oh, yeah, well, they're suicidal. Why don't they just kill themselves? Oh, geez. Instead of saying, wait, what? You know, They will. Well, be careful. Be, you know what I mean? Like, they're not careful with that. They're yeah. not. They don't understand, like, there's something going on with that person. You have to, like, not engage in that and actually be part of the solution. Like, mm-hmm. you think by saying that comment you're going to. 
do the person a favor. I mean, I am always been very compassionate, very empathetic. Yeah. And I've always been, you know, like I see something that's wrong, you know, I automatically like, hey, you good? You okay? You need anything? You know, I'm always checking up on the people that I around me, like everybody. Um, Does that ever feel like a burden? No, no, not really, actually, because I know that it just takes that one person to ask. And if there is an issue, you can immediately like spot it. So it's not it's not like some kind of form of religious guilt that's driving that. It's genuine altruism. Yeah, that's good. So it's and it's not, you know, I've always get the, the comment where they is like, you're always so positive. It's really strongly associated with good mental health yeah. is having a good relationship with helping others. Yeah. And so like when I always, you know, I talk to parents and they tell me, oh, I don't know why, why she's like that. She's just depressed. Well, have you gotten them like help? <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Well, you should, you know, talk to her doctor. Yeah. Or talk to their doctor. Don't get mad at her for being no, depressed. No, oh, absolutely not. No. And and I think that's the stigma that pe- parents are afraid that to to accept there's something wrong with their kid and they don't want to do anything because, oh, she'll just sleep over, you know, sleep through it or she'll be fine. It's hard to find the line between <clears throat> clinical depression and the blues yeah. and just feeling down or, or having a, a really normal reaction to an unpleasant event. It's it's this, it's really it's hard to explain because I really I sometimes feel for, a lot, you know, working with kids and stuff and. The stuff that I sometimes hear, I, I'm I'm all up for ears. And I'm always, you know, okay, well, let's open up communication with your parents. Yeah. Have you tried this? Have well, you, you know what that? also could be, um, and I've noticed that a lot of the Mexican community is mm-hmm. much more conservative than I would expect mm-hmm. for being such an exuberant Exuber- yeah. culture. Like they're very outgoing and um, brash, but then there are things like homosexuality. Oh, it's pretty you are... pushed under the rug. Yes. Or, um, a, a lot of stuff. And a lot of it's associated with Catholicism. My best friend in Mexico, he was gay. And he was so spontaneous. So when people saw me, they assumed I was, you know, the same. I'm like, no, I'm not. And Wait, I. Wait, they assumed that you were I was, also yeah, gay? Yeah, I was not also gay. Just a friend. Yeah. Huh. I was just like, what is wrong? No, I'm not. But he's my best friend. So why does it matter? You know, I like his company. He's funny. Mm-hmm. You know, he's showing me, you know, how to, you know, talk you know be you know go through the town and you know enjoy it you know something that people need to do did you see him experience any kind of uh persecution for that oh yeah and i was always there to defend him (laughs) what kind like what um they were just always making comments and just wanting to break his spirit but his spirit was he didn't care he didn't give a fuck like he was just like i don't care what you think about me i'm just so maybe like the way it was here 20 years ago yeah how, yeah, like, yeah, I remember when we were in school, uh, gay jokes were very, 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 very common uh, yes. every day. Like here, and I, I don't even know how many kids in our school were school, yeah. gay or not because who the hell would have spoken up? Yeah. There was only a couple that I remember, and there's definitely more than that. Not, yeah, but um, do you remember how horrible people got treated? Yes, it was uh, the comments and just like how rumors started and. Yeah. Just, yeah, I, I remember. Like, basically, like, their whole existence was just a just joke, joke for yeah. our amusement. I feel bad for that because, you Me know, too. I really do. I think about that many, many times. And I'm like, I wish I was never part of those comments because there was, you know, I wish I would have stuck up for them and said, hey, you know, 
Stop. You might have, I, honestly. I don't it think it was I, such a common thing. <laughs> it was in our in and not just in our where we live, but everywhere. It yeah. was on TV. Like yeah. it was just the way people were at the time, and it was it was wrong. Yeah, it just, but I yeah. people have have figured change, out. and people yeah. have changed, and that's good. So you know, but I it's very very. It, there's no acceptance at all in Mexico. Just so you that's know, that's what I've it's heard. None, a none. It's when Mario zero. Rodriguez came yeah. on the show and and mentioned that, I yeah. was I that was news to me. Yeah. I had never yeah. known that before. It might be. A little better because, it, you know, there's a movement here. So it's like, Stuff oh, they're in. doing it. So, you know, we should too. Like, let's, you know, but it's very dangerous down there because, okay, well, you, now you that you came out, you know, you are ashamed. And like, I'm ashamed that you are part of our culture. Let's take you out. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's take you completely out. So it's... It's pretty, crazy. Pretty backwards it's, thinking. It's, yeah. Doesn't it's really make a lot so, of sense. So I, I still talk to my friend and we still have these amazing conversations and we talk and he, you know, he's happy in his life and he's just doing him. And, you know, I, I always, you know, hope that whatever he does, he is always safe and people will always see the good in him. And it's unfortunate that you cannot have, you know, people see the difference Hey, that's wrong to say. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At filter. least it has gotten a little better here. It has and a, a lot better. It has, and yeah. I will say that it's yeah, now there is some a lot of acceptance. You see it left and right, and mm-hmm. yeah. So it's it's a good change. So, I mean, in, in acceptance, you know, and and I always bring up my husband, and I always give him all the credit he he can get because he's made these alliances in the community and has has the most amazing luck of finding the most interesting people and having just a great connection. And I always hear, oh, my gosh, he's such a sweet guy. Like, wow, like you guys must be really, you know, really good for each other. We do. We are. You know, we make a really good team. We've always made a really good team. Uh, It's just, you know, I always give him all the credit because, he has put in a lot of effort in, into everything, into our life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have a lot of projects, a lot of amazing projects here and in Mexico. You have a lot of human projects alone. Yeah, we do. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but, you know, that's the that's our reward. And yeah. so, but... It is pretty rewarding, It's, it's rewarding. It's Man, rewarding. imagine when you're, like, done with the last one, they're out of the house, how accomplished you'll feel. I'm not ready. I'm not going to accept that because that's, it's it's, I know it it's is, but I, it's, you know it's it. not going to, I don't know. Like I always talk to my kids, you know, now remember mom always loves you and she wants you guys around, right? Oh, yeah. They won't forget, but they're still leaving. I know. I just, maybe I, not though. Who knows? I hope not. <laughs> yeah, maybe we could build a community here that actually has some jobs in it. Yeah. And maybe our, our next generations won't all just bail. And you know, now that you mentioned that it's the trades that we have here. It's amazing. Oh, it's great. It's amazing. But we have to protect it. Yes. It's not going to protect no, itself. No, absolutely. Fisheries, logging, uh, aquaculture, yes. oysters, clams, clams, that kind of stuff. All of that stuff is in jeopardy. Interge- internships are some stuff that are being missed or not introduced, especially in school. How often did you get talked to about trade programs? None. 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 Not at all. I always thought that I had to be in college in order to get an education. And they barely talked about that. Nope. Uh, it almost <laughs> felt like they didn't really expect us nope. to do shit. Nope. So I, I didn't learn the hard way, but I learned that I am a good salesperson. I I do I did loans for 
the credit union here and mm-hmm. the bank um, in Beaverton when I was living there and in Seattle because I was there in Seattle for a few years too. So I, I have a lot of loan history. Mm-hmm. So even I, even though I'm not part of, of the credit union anymore, I still vouch for them and I still give the right information. Or if I don't know the information, I make sure that I inform myself, mm-hmm. especially for these opportunities for our Hispanic community because they don't know about finances. They don't know yeah. about, you know, my poor mother, someone, you know, took advantage of her and gave her a 29.9% loan. Jeez. And once I found out, I immediately just like, was furious because that was just ridiculous. Yeah. So I'm always, you know, working with the school, you work with a lot of families uh-huh. and you make sure that they're educated just because you don't want them to be taken advantage. Because I say, you know, I see them as a family. If that's my mom. If someone was taking advantage of them, what are, what are these families, you know, like, that's yeah. not even fair. Like, what are you guys doing to these poor families? Like, yeah, it's, poor people yeah. basically get the <laughs> shitty end of the deal every all time. The time. Yeah, every time, and they're already living in poverty, and then you're but still. But there's just, so many of them yeah. that if if the elites just take a little bit more from all of them, then they can. It's sad. You know, go up the pyramid. Yeah. But it's it's not not a good system. Well, here comes Cindy, and you know she's all you know. Oh, no, that's not right. Bring your papers here, and I'll get this all figured out for you. Not just only my Hispanic family, also in in the you know, Caucasian. Families, you know, I've always been very receptive to everybody. I can do both. So <laughs> I, I have to prove myself that I am Mexican and I yeah. also have to prove myself that I am American. Do you actually, does that still happen here? Yeah, People it does. still like in 2021 are challenging you? I get looks because I... How does even anyone feel comfortable asking you about that? It's, you know, it's interesting, especially when I'm with my husband. Uh-huh. Like they look at me and they look at him like, what you know got yourself just, a white wife okay with, yeah yeah you know what that means <laughs> right <laughs> but you know what we're here conquering so yeah i can't you know i'm not i'm, I'm not complaining about it. it's just it's interesting that there's always been a big umbrella over that so. yeah no it, yeah. it's it's bizarre to me um <laughs> that just people take it upon themselves so, to make those judgments yeah i mean people those... comment on my skin but i'm freakishly pale so it, you know it's it makes sense oh i actually did my 23 and me the, the genetics thing too and um unsurprisingly i'm 99.9999 percent northern european oh like from england and scotland ireland huh. that little cluster of white people that's, that's my people that's interesting because i also had norberto do his oh really and it came back similar to mine uh, he does have some spaniard in him but not as much but he does have a lot of indigenous blood which is really cool so I that is really that. cool that's really cool <laughs> yeah what about neanderthal you guys have any neanderthal no i didn't have any well very very little i actually i don't remember i know that interesting i do have some african-american um cameroon comes up oh. a lot which is really it's like cradle of civilization. civilization yeah. yeah. So, and I do have a lot of family members that are very dark skinned. So, I mean, and you know, we all come in different yeah. shapes, sizes, colors, skin, you know, everything. So, you know what? Just don't make assumptions about, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't make assumptions. Yeah. So, you know, back to the trade and stuff, I really want to give a huge shout out to CJ. Oh, yeah. I, I was do. Gonna ask I CJ really next, do want to give him a big shout out because. He has always been there for a lot of our Hispanic communities, and he has always been 
just an amazing person to not just only my husband, but everybody. So in what ways, particularly? Um, he's just always been involved in everything, and he's always giving the opportunity to anybody that approaches him. Like professionally, to professionally. Work. Oh yeah. So and not just only that. Yeah, come over. Let's have a barbecue. Same with Aaron. Oh, just I love how they ended up together and yeah. how much you know. They're part of our family a lot. Uh-huh. She's actually, they're actually going to be my uh, youngest uh, godparents. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's awesome. And which, by the way, baptisms are huge in our family. So if I'm asking, that's an honor. Oh, yeah, fellow Catholics. <laughs> yeah. Are you still practicing Catholic? I, to a some extent, I do just because we were brought up and my mom is a very, you know, devoted Catholic. And, I know that game. Yeah. <laughs> so. What the mom believes is yeah it's huge yeah and especially now that she's a you know grandma Uh she sits in a pedestal of of, you know whatever she says go she's the matriarch that's how it is and that's how it's gonna be and i dare not to dethrone her you shouldn't even try (laughs) having something like that that bonds your family she's worked hard and she's done good and i cannot be any more prouder of saying that she's my mom because she has always put us first and she continues to do that so there's some things about religion that build a strong family yeah and like sure there are some obvious flaws um but i don't know i think there's some really good parts about it she's she's always been there no matter what and and i love her to pieces and and that's where she's going to be forever and from now on and we always do the best we can to take care of her because you know she's worked hard a single mom for quite a few years and not easy no it's she had three girls especially not easy two years apart so when she was over you know when we were done with her whatever they don't like me you know we were yeah oh yeah my poor mother (laughs) that stuff is complicated as a parent my poor mom (laughs) i'm just starting to get into those years like Sawyer's 12 and Elsa's almost, um, she feels much older, but she's only 10 and a half. Um, They're just getting into the drama of social pain when that, when that pain becomes so real. Yeah. God, I I just hurt all the time in those years. (laughs) It's like everything that happens is painful and um, I'm I'm not sure I'm ready for it because as a parent, there's not, you can't take that away. I know. And you don't Uh, want to. No, you want to experience it. Yeah. Yeah, Because that's, that's part of the trial by fire of becoming an adult. Those experiences eventually become less painful is what really happens. You the best. I mean, you change. Yes. The experiences you could do don't. Is guide them. Yep. Guide them as much as you can have that open conversation, open agenda for them. Because what more? I don't want my kids getting their information from somewhere else or someone else. It's, I'm very open yeah. with my kids. Yeah. Open up that conversation. You know, I and more that's what I like, I think. Yeah. I wish it was like that in the. And, you know, the Mexican culture. So, mm-hmm. but it's not. So it's another Maybe stigma. Maybe next generation it will be. Yeah. That's, it takes all, one person yeah. to break that cycle. And but so, it feels pretty awkward when yeah. you're the first. Yeah. It does. It really does because you're put on the spot and I'm like, well, yeah. I didn't ask for this, but you know what? It's okay. Yeah. So, but like I said, it just takes you. It takes your effort. How bad do you want it? How bad do you not want to be part of that chain? Because mm-hmm. I could, I like, I could have been stuck anywhere in life. Things that like teaching your kids about about homosexuality or, yeah. or trans people and then having your religious upbringing in the back of your head the whole time, yeah. it, it's complicated. Yeah. It's tricky. You have to tread very carefully. Beca- and a, a technique that I have found that works really well is just in my head, I pretend that whatever, I'm, like if I'm talking about trans or, or homosexual 
pretend that one of my kids is going through that yeah. and I'm trying to explain it to them. You put that. yourself in their shoes. Yes, yeah. Yes. That's cool. Because that's awesome. If you come at it from like that's other and you're trying to explain other to to, to your kid who's on the inside. How do you? Yeah. It's not going to be relatable. No, not going to be relatable no. at all. And it's missed and it's not to the point and yeah it yeah. just doesn't work that way and so. you can't let the stigmas that come from your upbringing and like stuff that you were programmed with long before you had any say in the matter you can't let that completely just take over yeah. and because that's brainwashing yeah and if if it does take over and that's just your your dogmatic about it and you just go right back to that well like oh no that's just wrong i can't well it's just wrong i always tell it's my no daughters good. this i'm like just because i i don't i don't agree with my mom at times but that doesn't mean that i don't respect her yeah i don't exactly. respect her ideas i take into consideration all right well i appreciate it and they've seen it they know like oh yeah mom why did why don't why don't you agree with grandma and i'm like well you know what honey one day you will realize that you won't agree with me and i'm gonna, I'm gonna have to be okay with that and i will have to accept your ideas too so what I'm trying to show them is what I've learned throughout the years. So it's it's it really is uh, it's played out really good. So I mean, I'm still up for growing and learning and accepting challenges and all that. So I that's know. a good example. Yeah, and you can extend <laughs> that grace outside of like you can start with your parents, like giving them the grace to to disagree with you and be yeah. to be wrong essentially yeah. in your eyes, and you can extend that to people you don't even know. Yeah. And the same with my dad, you know, that my now that my dad is around, I mean, his number one priority, he does not want to miss a day in my kids' life or in my sister's kids' life. Like Good for him. His priority now are his grandkids because he's getting older. And I tell him that. I'm like, you missed out a lot on us. Don't do that with my kids. Because Good for they you really for telling you. him that, like calling it out. Accountability. I bet, I bet he feels that. I oh, bet yeah. he feels that for Oh, real. he automatically says, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. And yeah. so he has, you know, even though we don't celebrate birthdays together because of our schedules and his schedules, he makes sure that he always has a piñata ready for them when we go over to their house, Man, whether it's their birthday or not. Does he make piñatas or No, he, he just them? goes to the store and just buys them. But he fills it up with candy. And of course, have yeah. Have ever made one? Yes. They take forever. Never. Yeah. It is hard. <laughs> so, but there's now ways of making it easier and i, I like bet. that <laughs> so i think i can make one out of cardboard and duct tape <laughs> yeah uh, pretty easily. Oh, you could yeah, yeah with the frilly stuff on the outside <laughs> we, i made one with my mom when i was a little kid and we did it out of balloons and paper mache mm -hmm. like with the newspaper oh, strips yeah? and uh it took days yes days and, and then the, we just dry, smashed it it's yeah. Just, yeah i know oh i know but it's fun and it's a good activity with mm -hmm. your kids and oh, yeah we did one out here just a couple months ago and that's how you should do it you you I know still got a bag of candy left well I love candy. <laughs> yeah. That's why Amelia comes out here still. She'll, oh. she'll be like, can I get out that bag of candy? So, you know, and it, it's just interesting. Just a good, you know, it's it's good being aware of, of where you are and who you are. And it's not nothing to be embarrassed about. And I wish I had that mindset when I was growing up because I didn't embrace who I was. And I, and I hate that. I hate the fact that I did that. Well, your mom noticed it. Yeah, she did. She so, got you the fuck out yeah, of here. she's like, "Let's go, pack yeah. your shit, and let's go, because you're going to Mexico." And and look at you now. Yeah, it worked. It worked, and so we're happy, lucky, and and just making it work. And that's how it, it should be anywhere. Yeah. So, if I can do it, anybody else can do it. All it takes yep. is just that effort. So you got to put your roots down, but I think you got to know where they're supposed to grow. Yeah. Like, I so I was watching this thing on the Highland Games, uh -huh. which is like scottish mm -hmm. uh northern european tall 
kind of flabby white people mm-hmm. um, throwing big stuff. Oh, I see. Those are my people. <laughs> I like, love it. I couldn't believe how much I was drawn to, to, the, it. to just watching it. It's in you. Because it's, it's in me. In you. Exactly. It's and in you. It was funny, too, because my wife was watching with me, and she's like, Oh my God. Cause she makes fun of me for every time we go anywhere. I'm like, I'm picking up a rock and I'm throwing it or yeah. I'm picking up a stick. I'm throwing oh, it. that's too funny. It's in you. I it's just like you. to throw shit. That's I always awesome. have, I'm a good spear thrower. <laughs> I, I have, a, I have a spear in the front yard that I like to practice with. Well, um, I threw the javelin. I threw the shot put in high school. I've just always been a been thrower. thrower. Yeah. And awesome. then I'm watching these dudes and I was like, that guy looks like he's my cousin. <laughs> he's got a red beard, beard and blonde hair. It's like, we might be related. We yeah. very well could be is the thing. It's like <laughs> That's awesome. I and I just never felt connected to anything ethnically or culturally, even to that part of the part world, world until I knew I was actually from there. That's cool. Um but something about having the knowledge of where you come from and then also seeing it and being Recognizing able to it, yeah. connect yourself to yeah. it is is huge. It's it's, it's huge. something that we all should try to do. Yeah. Just I would like to go out. My brother and my sister just went to Scotland and and like went to the Nesbit mm-hmm. Castle and traveled oh, around. Oh, that is awesome. Took a little Nesbit tour. There is a, so a that my sister went history. twice, I think actually. Actually, maybe Jake too. I don't know. That's but, awesome. Um I've never done anything like that. I've always just been looking forward. That's awesome. But you I should think there's some value to looking back. Learn, learn. I will. There's always you know, room for learning and room for change and embracing. I'm always been an encourager. Yeah, do it. Go for do it. it. Go for it. Because if you don't do it, then you don't, you know, if you like it, you do. If you don't, all right, I'm not doing it next time. So yeah, just I still think even a life full of failures is way more interesting than a life full of just quiet, quiet. boring success. Yes. Like if it's not exciting, what are you doing? <laughs> If it doesn't make you feel alive, you might not be. Challenge yourself. Yeah. yeah. It just, you know, and especially with the kids now, I work with a lot of seniors that have that doubt. I'm like, what are you worried about? That's such a weird time. Yeah. I was just like, uh, no, thank you. Just go do it. You yeah. know, if you like it, great. If you don't, don't. Sports is a huge thing. Yeah. Ac- um, extracurricular activities. What do you tell kids who are overwhelmed by the amount of choices they have? So you, you get a kid who's just finishing high school and they don't necessarily want to go be a dentist or a, you know a rock star they just know they want to do something but they don't know where to put that energy what do you tell those kids what's important to you oh that's a great what's way important to, go. to you what what do you want what do you see yourself doing in 5 years 10 years i don't know well let's explore what do you like to do do you like to draw well yeah do you like to paint yeah. So you just investigate. You try yeah, to reverse questions. engineer it. I ask questions and I, I make them take lead in what they want to do. Mm-hmm. I don't throw my ideas because I don't want to influence them. I want them to discover these on their own. Yeah, I'm actually a really good builder. Well, then, you know what? You're in the good avenue. My husband is hiring. <laughs> you want to go shout at him to see if you like it. And if you don't, I know other people. What do you it want doesn't to do? have to be the same path. No, it doesn't. Everyone else no. wants to take. No. Oh, I like put doing makeup. I have a sister that does makeup. Why don't you get in touch with her? She get on YouTube. YouTube. You'd be making thirty grand by the end of the month. Yeah, just little things like that. You know, I kind of just always push them to to explore on their own. There's been so many kids that have come back to me and said thank you because you listened, and you have always been supportive, even though I. I, I'm not there a hundred percent of the time at their games or, or, you know, their own they, parents aren't, they don't expect that they move away and 
they don't get the same support as I was giving them. And uh-huh. it's just emotional support. That's all they need. They need that, that first year away from home when you're like 19 years yeah. old and you're in a new place and you don't know that many people. That is such a pivotal time. A, you could pivot right down into the ditch, ditch. or you can go up. Like, Yikes. Yeah. It's, I mean, so many people don't make it through their first year of college. I um, get or Yeah. Jo- uh, first, uh, people who change jobs within the first year or it's, it's just a really volatile time in your life. And I always tell them that it's okay to come back to where you are. So yeah. it's from, if you, if it's not working for you, okay, take a step back. Yeah. Figure, you know, okay, well that, that didn't work. You know, no one's going to look bad or look down on you like oh yeah there goes that clown that didn't do it you know like don't keep putting good energy into a bad plan plan. just because you don't want to seem inconsistent and i see that a lot in in a lot of kids that are they just want to do it because they want to please their parents and i'm like you know but is that making you happy because you're the one that's going to be living this life yeah you know i think another good technique for finding where you could go is uh what do you have to add like what what value do you have to provide to the world because i think a lot of people don't value themselves high enough or they don't think that their skills are worth anything like maybe you're really good at video games go into video games games, yeah like that's a legitimate career path now and right now it's it's blooming i mean my goodness like you see all this stuff now technology is just amazing and and games and and software and they have video games on blockchain now so really that the things you get in the game are Mm -hmm. nfts non-fungible tokens (laughs) so they're actually valuable outside of the game or I always tell them, like, look at, you know, make an app. Yeah. You make, you know, make your own game, make your own, you know, your own thing. Like, yeah. It's, you just got to find what you're good yeah, at. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or where, where there's a need and then you can fill it. And that's where I kind of just push them and I encourage them. Okay, explore it. What do you have to do? Yeah. Let's sit. Let's look at it together. You know, same thing with, um, with all of my, my, well, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to be here. I don't know if I'm going to live here for the rest of, it's okay. Matter. Doesn't matter. Let's explore it. So that way, when you walk out of my door, you have something in your brain. Yeah. You have something in your mind that you know that you want to shoot for. And it, it eliminates that need to for everything to be perfect and yeah. to feel right. And That's something that that feeling of, oh, this feels right, is yeah. something that people need to get the fuck out of their heads. <laughs> because it doesn't come until you're well into whatever you're doing. Exactly. A lot of the time, what I have felt, felt like doing, just this podcast is a perfect example. Sometimes every once in a while for like five minutes, it'll feel like, yeah, this is right. This is just how I wanted it to be. Everything sounds good. Good, Um, People are responding the way I expected. But I'd say 95% of the time, far from that, it feels like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, why am I wasting my time? Nobody cares. Or, Or this is good and nobody's listening or this is terrible and people are actually hearing it it's like my brain goes all over the no, place i hear good things and if i can get my my rasa to listen to your guys's podcast i'm always up for i always vouch for everybody i always tell no i appreciate listen that you know this. what i mean though yeah, like I do. Um, your gut isn't yeah, always, always the there. thing you gotta follow yeah. you you sometimes need to just commit to something for a set amount of time yeah. and just see it through and other times you got to know when to cut and run it's, you, it's it's never a system that you can just you, you can't put it on autopilot. You know, and it's it's funny because you see the picture, but you want to get there, like, quick. Yeah. But it takes time, and you have to learn to be patient with yourself. The very best things <laughs> all take time. Okay, yeah. A lot of it. So just, you know, same thing. Don't get discouraged. Just do what you feel is right at yeah. the moment, and then if you need to adjust, change, do whatever, okay, do it. Do you know when to do it? You're you're in control. Mm-hmm. You know when to do it. And, I, you know, it's, and it's the same thing that, I you know, I have always pushed it you know especially with these kids that you know they come in you know my office crying i don't know what to do i'm like okay well first of all let it all out i don't tell them do you wipe those tears off no 
Let it all out. Well, unless they're being, you know, little bitches about it. <laughs> well, maybe 90% of the kids, I don't, the, don't share these emotions at home. No, I'm just kidding. No, I know. And I'm telling, because it's the truth. There's been times where I'm like, no, like, let it all out. Do it. Go ahead and just embrace what what you're trying to get out. And then we can talk. I think with (laughs) with the specific issue of letting a kid cry or how long to let a kid cry, which is a problem that most people don't deal with. I happen to deal with it on a regular basis. (laughs) I know you do. I do. Oh, my gosh. Do I not? (laughs) The intention of the child matters a lot. It's like, are you trying to control me with these with this episode or are you expressing an emotion? emotion and that's what we need to recognize yeah. and i tell them that okay so now that you have cried what is the issue can it be fixed time for words now can you talk to me you know do we need to let's go on a walk you know i'll be back i'm stepping out i'm taking this kiddo over on the track and let's walk seems like a common thread with your technique strategy whatever you want to call it is just time and connection connecting with these people i can connect with anybody anybody it doesn't matter their background who they are whatever that's how i feel too yeah it doesn't matter and i and i've always and i always tell them like i don't care you come to me if you need anything it just takes a genuine interest in humans like we're a really interesting animal. Yeah. And it's cool. And every one of them's different. How, how interesting is that? It's it, pretty awesome. It's, you know, and it's funny because I don't have to work. And I choose to work because I know that there is more to me to give than just sit in my house and not do anything. I mean, I love my kids and stuff, but I know that there is an issue somewhere. And if I can make a difference in someone else's life, then damn it, I'm there. <laughs> I actually kind of envy people who can just sit and be like a house plant. I tried once and it, I felt like I was just digging myself in a hole and I didn't, it wasn't a good version of me and, and I That's caught it. That's not what humans are supposed to do. We're anxious monkeys. It, yes. And so I am happy that I didn't stick with that. I mean, it's nice to get a break and it's nice to do, you know, self-care is huge. Crucial. You got to do you sometimes. And uh, then, we don't do it nearly enough. Nobody. No, no. But I will say that I have taken steps to actually do it. Mm-hmm. Whether it be getting my nails done, whether it be shopping online, whatever I do. It. Whatever gives you that <laughs> relief. Ooh, yes. Even if it's just quick. <laughs> so, I mean, and it is, you know, it is what it is. Or when I see, you know, my husband stressed and stuff, I tell him, okay, go get in the hot tub. Just, yeah. Let the you know let, I'm gonna get go get McDonald's with the kids. You do you for a couple minutes, and it's it's a fun. huge difference because you know what he's taking care of himself. I can only imagine all the stuff that he has in his head. So uh, yeah, I listen. To, I'm in tune with that. He's in tune with me. He sees with me when I'm frustrated. Hey, you wanna go get ice cream? Hell yeah, I wanna go get ice cream. You don't have to tell me twice. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just little things like that. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of just have to. It's the vibe. It's vibes. All of it is energy. It is. It's all energy. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So. Um, so speaking of vibes, um, I was down at the school earlier helping yeah. Melissa set up her classroom. Oh, uh-huh. Good vibe in there right now. Yeah. It seems like things are happening. There's, It's full of life and energy. Kids will be back there next week. Um, we're scared. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I have to say. We're scared. That's what I was going to ask. How are you feeling about going back to school with, I with kids? I am excited. I know that there's a lot of uncertainty just because of all the stuff that's going on with the coronavirus and the Delta and all that. But you know what? To day by day. Yeah. We got to take it day by day. And we got to do the best we can and make the best choices, you know, then and there. I mean, it's, it is what it is. It's another situation, though, where we have to be careful that we're not making strictly fear-based decisions. No. Because... 
that matters here because we're losing. People want to want to just forget that we're losing something yeah. by blocking off exposure yeah. and by blocking off socialization, especially you, with kids. You have to. We had a, a meeting yesterday about this, and you have to understand that it's not just only a one person show. It's yeah. I mean, we're talking. We're kids, different ages, people, teachers. So it's it, it ha- it's the best decision at the moment. And that's the, what to it mask is, up. To mask up, or or you know, I could go either or. You know, the mask thing is is touchy for me because there's the science yeah. is weak. Yes. Um, but to me, it's not even important because what it really shows is a cohesive group of people. Yes. It's like you're throwing up a flag that says, like, look, I'm not going to be a pain in the ass about this. We don't know exactly how to fix it, it, but this is a little flag that just shows you, like, I'm willing to do what I need, need to, to do, do to help. Yeah. And, and that's how, and, you know, I, that's how it is. It's just, if I, if this is what I have to do to get, you know, at least some norm in my kids' life, then it's pass, not me, a deal. It's not, pass me the damn mask. I'll, I'll wear two. I don't care. <laughs> Okay, let's just do it, you yeah. know, but let's continue and move forward. We, I don't want to be just stuck in this. Yeah, know? we don't want to talk about masks all day. <sighs> of course, like, no, 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 yeah. no, no debate. It is what it is. Let's go, yeah. <laughs> you know. You win. I'll put it we'll on. Put it let's on. just do the school And that's thing. how it is, you know, and, and you just, there's just some things. We've oh, we've had a good life. We've got, we've had, you know, this is the first, you know, actual like huge event that we're going through, you know. and Like as a As a, a, a country. Yeah, as yes. a country, as a generation, I'd as anything. I'd say the biggest thing like that since 9-11. 9/11 yeah, absolutely. Sure. So in, we have a really good um, community. We live in a really good community because when my sisters come from Portland, they tell me that, that they feel like people here are genuinely really good people. Do you know our population jumped by like ten percent? Yeah, in it the did. last year. Yes, it did. That's crazy. It's crazy. I, or the last decade, I mean. And you know, and it's sad because they're coming from the big city, and they don't see that. They don't see people treating each other nice. They don't see people. They do that, but we they get see people a lot of, pooping in the streets. It's, it's horrible. It's a they, tent village. They live um, by that two hundred five strip, oh. and so it's been. It used to be beautiful out it there. It used to be nice, and now they just avoid it. So a lot of tarps. It's just it's sad everywhere it's sad. So if I have to wear a mask, you know, it doesn't bother me. I can put some stickers on and <laughs> make it pretty and yeah, whatever it is, and I don't care. You know, it's it's. I'm fine with the mask thing yeah. too for now for right? now. because I know it's temporary. Yeah, it's just temporary. Like I guess. And maybe in a year it won't be like this. Yeah, and maybe in two years we'll forget about it. We'll laugh at it. Yeah. Just so that. looking towards the future, what do you think that we should be doing for our kids now that is going to pay off? 10 years down the line. Invest in your kids. Make sure that you're there for your kids now. Make sure that they are getting all the the right answers from you and and make sure that you're there to support them in any way, shape, or form, whether it be sports, whether it be academically. Make sure that you are there for them. They'll remember that. My mom was, was there for me. You know, and knowing them, knowing that, yeah, absolutely, listening to them. Sometimes what you, what they what they mean to say is not what they actually mean. Like, hey, you have to ask the right questions and explore. You know, you, your kid is changing every year. Yeah, every day. Every day, yeah. And so that's how I see it. Like, you have to get your your the ver- my kid. You know, my kids, the oldest, they're not into Barbies anymore. They changed. They're into something else. You know, and I have to keep up with that. Yeah. I have to keep up with, with what they like. And if, you know, it, it's part of my job to protect my kids in any way, shape, or form. So if I know that something is not bringing benefit to their life, I got to 
cut that and hey, let's try something else. Let's do this together. That is the job. That's Just, it. That's the job. That's that's it. Let's lead to the best possible outcome. Boy or girl, it doesn't matter. No, it's, it really doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. And like personality types click uh, in a way that's unpredictable. You never know which kids you're going to click with the most and which ones you not. And I don't mean favorites. I no, just mean like absolutely. the ones you just easily can read. Yeah. And you just know. Yeah. Like because they're you. And <laughs> even my one of you know my kids, there have two of them that are more hands on, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I have my other one who likes to, you know, okay, I have to follow directions. You have to literally tell her, okay, first you do this, then you do that, and then you have to write it down for her. Left she, brain. Yeah. And it's fine. You know, yeah. I don't care. You know, as long as you get the job done, I don't, you know, do do what, I'll do it for you or I'll write it down for you. Yeah. My other two are not like that only because they are just more curious. And that's fine. I love the curiosity in my kids. Just mess your thought said, process. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spread around a little bit more. A little bit, but... My son is the most. Um, right now we're in that stage where he thinks he's a dinosaur and he gets to destroy everything. Oh, that's a fun one. Oh, yeah. I'm not used to it because my daughters were never like that. But I'm embracing it because three, four years down the line, I'm going to miss that. And I'm. Why do you think that happens so much more with boys and girls are tend to want to be princesses? Because... Is it cultural or is it genetic? No, it, or is it both? it's funny because my son does play with dolls. And I tell him, you know, you know, that's a baby. Right. And I tell him that because I want him to be conscious of, okay, if this baby is small, I got to be careful. So when I was pregnant with my daughter. Oh, you're prepping him for that. I was prepping him for that. And he, no, oh, he is such a lovey-dovey brother with her. He's so good with her. And Isn't that cute? It's cute. And I was worried at first because I'm like, oh my gosh, he's, he's going to rip her head off. Like I'm going to, I'm in for it. No, he's very good with her. When she cries, he's there. He's big brother. Ailey, Ailey, you know, just doing little things. And I think it's the cutest thing in the whole entire world because I hope that. Yeah. It's rewarding. Yeah. So, yeah, I am I know that I'm doing my part as, as a mom and not only with my kids, but with many kids. Mm-hmm. My kids are my reflection. So I just know that I, I know that I'm giving them my best and they know my expectation. I don't have to tell them every time. Yeah. Not just only that, my sister's kids. I'm a fun aunt. Yeah, you know, my, my niece, you know, she knows that, hey, you want to go on a car ride? She knows that I'm going to the coffee shop and I'm getting a blended job. <laughs> so, oh, she's the first one in the car. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. You ready yeah. to go? Yeah. <laughs> it's always good to have a fun aunt. So it's. I can be fun and I can be strict. And yeah, it just depends, you know. And, you can't and be the, the, the funnest I can't be aunt. the greatest you know, The funnest right? aunt is always usually drunk. So <laughs> you don't want to be her. But I am rewarding and they know that. And I, I, whatever it takes for me to see them at least happy at that moment, whether it be, you know, they just lost a pet or whatever. Yeah, I'm there to boost them up and yeah. they can come to me and they know that. And anybody, you know. It's like we were talking about earlier with that kind of uh, disposition set point. Yeah. Like when you're a parent with little kids, it's your job to kind of help them figure out how to control that little device. It's crazy because we for us as parents and I've done it. I, I will say I've done it. I forget that they don't come with instruction manual. And they're all different. <laughs> and they're all different. It's like this worked with the last one. Wait, what the heck, you know, but I always forget that. And I always assume that they understand what I mean. And I always have to stop myself and say, OK, Cindy, you're, you're really... You're really doing it this time, dummy. Like, go back, step back, you know, just take a tie. You know, you're not, what you're trying to get to them is not comprehending. Yeah. Chain, you're the adult. They yeah. they follow you. 
Yeah, it, it's easy to, to forget that sometimes, especially yeah. if you have smart kids who, who like usually get stuff really quickly. Uh, I'll sometimes find myself using a tone with my kids where I'm just like, what is, what's your problem? problem. Yeah. Why are you acting like an, an asshole? These are children. <laughs> like, why are you, like, just because I'm critical or yeah. my expectations are too high yeah. um, or I'm just not being patient enough. Yeah. It's just like, it's so easy to slip into yeah. these habits. And Absolutely. It takes constant work not to let it become the norm. And, you know, it, it's, you can't be a perfect parent. No. So you can't. And you, no. you're learning as you go. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm learning with my 10 year old. I'm learning with my six year old. I'm learning, you know, it's just all a learning stage for everybody. Yeah. So, I mean, and just, I just always think about like, what, what I, what's the image that my kids get of me? Like, what do they actually think of me? Mom, she's crazy. <laughs> she's always on the go, you know, just, you know, I just always try to make sure that they understand that what I'm doing I explain to them and yeah. I reinforce and I I make I have them understand why I'm doing it so they know so it's not a oh wait why, why is mom doing this like what yeah that's a really good thing to do yeah I, I think that's a generational yeah. thing that our parents didn't do no. very much I never had that stuff explained to me no. it's just like because I said so no and they know like you when two adults are having a conversation you need to excuse yourself and go play outside because it has nothing to do with it. they know that that's good that's I, my kids do not know no, that. I tell them that I'm like um what should you be doing oh yeah sorry mom all yeah. right go yeah um, and that's how it was and that's how it has been just because I've I remember my mom would do that and yes it does give that person the space respect you know and and it it's manners mm-hmm. you know a lot of you know a lot of hispanic community or families that's what they want they want their kids to be well-mannered i i do think there should be some separation between the adult world and, and the, the kid, kid world there's yeah especially right now there's yeah. a lot of crazy lot of stuff going dark on dark stuff in the world but you don't need to know <laughs> but you can't just t- have a conversation and expect the kids not to listen no i know and they I, listen to everything and there's times where my daughter does pull me i said mom can i just ask you a question you don't have to tell me but can you just tell me what this meant or what you meant by this and i tell her I'm like okay well i'm just going to tell you a little bit but when you get older i will explain it to you mm-hmm. so we have that you know and okay well she gets curious that's fine like i said i embrace curiosity i i love it yeah because I was curious and there was times where I didn't get the answers I want. And I was not like, I wasn't satisfied with the answer I was given. It mm-hmm. was just cut short. Yeah. Didn't do me any good. Just told you to stop asking. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's a common answer. It's yeah. easy as it's an adult. Easy. It's easy. It's yeah. like, because the kids don't always need to know everything. No. And there's time for that later. And my mom, you know, like I said, she was a single mom growing when we were growing up. And so she didn't have the time to actually sit with us and tell us about what was going on. You know, and, and we didn't dare because we didn't want to be a burden. We didn't want her to, you know, have another thing to worry about or So she did the best she could. So Yeah. And that's hard, especially when life is kind of painful. Yeah. And you're like, I don't really want to make my mom have to sit here and rehash no. this. Let's just try to focus on something better. Yes. Um, so. I went through a little bit of that too. Like when after my parents split up when I was 13, mm-hmm. I lived with my mom mostly. And it was me and my older sister, my younger brother, and our youngest sister all in a one-bedroom place. Yeah. And it was tight. Yeah. And it was like my mom was super depressed. So yeah. it was it was hard to see her like that. And Honestly, I was really depressed too, but, um, and I was a teenager, so I was just like, 
me and my mom fought a lot during those years, but most 15-year-olds don't want to share a room with their mom. <laughs> so it's and, understandable. But, but honestly, that's normal in our culture. Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. Multi-generational housing, yeah. not it's unusual at all. No. And we we had to at some point, many points in our lives. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying. I really do. And, and I'm sure those people who are doing it um, are just as annoyed with their moms. <laughs> It's yeah. just the way it is, but it didn't hurt. It didn't hurt me. No, and it honestly probably improved me as a as human being. being and well, understanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have a lot more compassion after yeah. living a couple of years on a couch. That's like, good. Yeah, I'm glad that that worked out for you, and yeah. I'm glad that that was you took the good out of the negative. So you know what, it was good. It goes right along with what I was saying earlier about like trauma. Yeah, there are things that are hard that you may not be able to handle at the time, and. It is really shitty, and it is probably unfair, and and it you don't deserve it. But try to just bear it, bear and it. and then move through it, and on to the next stage. And then someday you're gonna have that in your back pocket, that moment that built strength in you. And don't pass it along to your kids yeah. because that's uh, that's huge. Thank you. That that's I wasn't huge. even going there, but that's a much better point actually. That's huge. That's huge. That's that's. What you went through is not your kids' fault. And no. you're just only continuing the the trauma. Yeah. I feel my parents' trauma. Like, I feel angry at my mom's dad for leaving. And I feel angry at my dad's parents for treating him badly. Like, I wasn't even there. I don't know any of those people, really. Yeah. It's just like, that stuff sticks with you. Because mm -hmm. I know it shaped them. Yeah. And I saw how, I saw how it hurt struggle. them. Yeah. And I saw how even into their adult lives no and even into one, now. Yeah, no one wants to see their parents hurting in any no, way, shape, or form. No. Especially a kid. Yeah. You know how protective I was with my mom? I was the protector. I felt like really? I had to step up. Because I felt like, well, we didn't have a dad. You know, at that time. Yes, we did have a dad. Correction. He was not present there He wasn't there this day physically. at the time. Yeah. yeah. So that's, and I felt like I had to stop. I was angry at the world for so long and I didn't know why. Yeah. And so I, I finally, you know, okay, well, I took control of my emotions and if, and it made sense to me then, you know, that I had to be the change. And yeah. I, and I, I was, and it did happen. And so I know that I, I broke all through that. All the, the chains that were holding all the anger, I let it go. You have to. You have to. You had to let it go. Yeah. There's no. I can't live in the past if I'm trying to shoot for the future. I can't do that. No. 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 It's. It's hard. It's yeah. that's really what we're trying to do here is just figure out how to take what we need from the past and leave everything else behind. Burned. Let it help propel you into the Something future. Something beautiful has to come from all of this, and I know it will. I really do. I have a strong. I have a. I'm at least hopeful. I'm optimistic, and I've always been like that. I've always seen the beauty in the in the bad. Me so. too. Me too. I, I'm a pretty like um, out there thinker. I like to think about things like destiny and, yeah. and well, how all this could fit together yeah. to, to bring about it's some kind of It's all happening for a reason. Don't know yet now, but it probably will see it 10, 15 years from now. The, I don't know. Who knows? The weirdest We thought, might not see it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's what I was just going <laughs> to say. That's the, that actually brings me peace because <laughs> it means I don't have to look. No. Like I can accept something bad has happened to me and it's going to pay off in some way, shape, or form mm -hmm. in the future, and I may not ever even know, know about it, it. Yeah. so I can let it go. So that's that's it. That's what that's the key to everything right now. So just I hope it blesses some person I somewhere. Guess, right? Like that's all I can do. It will. You know it will. And and right now, like I said, you you don't see it, but 
You will. It will. Well, if if God really is up there, you know, planning out who each one of these people are going to be, and maybe he made your great-grandmother have some kind of traumatic event so that she'd have this personality trait where maybe she's really frugal because she survived the Great Depression or uh, she doesn't trust the government because she survived the Holocaust. And then some, something about something this that. transferred into the next generation. Mm-hmm. And somehow along the line, it creates this human that no human brain could have ever created. It's and they the do something energy. great. It's the energy being energy passed. Flow. Energy flow. Yeah, it's, it's energy. So yeah. we never know what's really going on. Nope. We just got to do our best. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's what I've been dealing with these last 15 years, you know, just trying to to learn to accept and learn day in, day out. Just, And it's been good. It's worked for me, so I know that it, it'll work for someone. So It seems like it is. Yeah. The, the moment <laughs> that we're in is all we have, yeah. and you seem to be mastering that, I, and that's, that's all you can do. I do. And I will, you know, I've always thought about the bigger picture. I do. I am risky sometimes, but I, I mean, as in like, I, I can make decisions. You know, if my husband wants to go to the casino, yeah, let's go pull money out. I'm not taking the whole entire card because I know that you're going to want to spend more, <laughs> but I will have fun, you mm-hmm. know, and just, you know, I know you're when to improvise. Business. No, no. Yeah. No, oh, me not. neither. I'm actually highly impulsive, yeah. almost to a dangerous level sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about, yeah. <laughs> I think about, okay, well, you know, we need that. We need to have those moments where you live, the, you literally live that time and that day and you have fun and that's it. Yeah. So, I mean, it shouldn't always be work, 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 work. People who are work oriented <laughs> have a hard time letting go of that yeah. and, and acknowledging that there yeah. is value. And even if you have to spend money on you having fun. You work too hard to not have fun. That's boring. Come it on. is boring. And it's not healthy. <laughs> no, it's, it's not, not healthy. Your life yeah. will, will get worse. Yeah. And, and especially, well, right now, like we see it like, yeah, there's really nothing much we can do with four kids. I know. So, but better times will come. Remember that. <laughs> Yeah. So, and you'll and miss these ones. Yeah, exactly. The, so, the years that, that you have an empty house and you have time to go do traveling and go out to dinner, you're going to miss the fuck out of your kids. I, that's why I'm embracing it. So when Me people too. say, you are in trouble with work. No, I'm not. I know what a, and I've learned to accept it. Cherish I it. I love it. And I could not picture myself without any one of my kids. So, yeah. yeah. And it being really hard <laughs> just makes it all that much more it meaningful. Does. It makes you try even harder. So, you know, just brings out the best in me, I guess. And just, I go forward. So let's go. Let's do it. Onward. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we are two hours in. Ooh, I think we should wrap it up. Absolutely. This has been great. Thank you so much for oh, coming. Man. Do you have anything you want to close with? I just want to say, everybody, stay safe out there. Do what is best for you and, and yours and move forward. Well said. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to support the show, go on over to patreon.com slash river. And as always, our episodes are available at ramblebytheriver.com. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Say it with your chest now, say it with your chest now.